All sports, all the time. There's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered. Legends never die. This is the Spoken Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. I'm your host, Lance Woodwell. Man, that kid, he can ball, man. He can ball. Touchdown, Kansas City! Man with freaking Mahomes, baby! Uh, let's talk some sports, because that's what we're here to do. You are tuned in to the Spoken Spoken. This is the Spoken Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Twiddle, here inside the Casey Beard Co. Studios for episode 33 with my guys, Eddie Ortiz, yo, yo, yo. Trevor Twidwell. Cracking. We have a very special guest coming in later on later on in the show. Our guy from 610 Sports Radio, Jay Binkley, will be on. He's actually doing his show right now. Uh, so we decided to get a couple segments in before he gets in. But in the meantime, uh, we want to thank all of our listeners, everybody that's uh, chimed in so far on the group, on our Twitter account, and on our show uh, it's been an absolute blast in the first 32 episodes tonight. We're like I said, we're recording episode 33. I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like this has just absolutely flown by. Uh, we started this thing back in back in February, and it just feels like I mean, it, it, I just can't believe it's gone by this quickly. So, uh, big thanks to all you guys that have been a part of this uh, any length of time. We really appreciate it. All of our guests and all of our sponsors. Uh, we got some cool promos coming up also in the show that I want to share with you guys for a couple of our sponsors. Uh, but that we'll get to that in a second. But let's get to some sports talk before we talk about anything else. And I'll get right to it. And I hope you guys allow me to have the floor for a second because I got a lot to say about the game last week against the Colts. First off, Trevor, myself, Brandon, my brother, uh, all of of us were there. Uh, I think that was the first time we all were at a game together since the AFC Championship. And uh, that one... Still stung somehow almost just as much. I took a couple days to let this one digest due to how upset this loss made me. For the first time in the Mahomes era, I felt down, very down. Over the last 20-plus games, I haven't seen the team look that bad at all three phases. Sure, it was bound to happen. Patty and his offense was bound to finally have a terrible game. But did did any of us really expect it to be this week against the Colts? For the second straight week, the Chiefs faced a depleted defense. For the second straight week, they had a fight and claw to make anything work or click on offense. This game marked the fourth time in five weeks the Chiefs' offense has been held scoreless in the first quarter. Yes, the Chiefs have missed Tyreek and Fisher, literally and figuratively. But let's not pretend as if we didn't anticipate multiple, if not several, touchdowns over these last two weekends. The Chiefs are not healthy. The Chiefs are not at their best. The Chiefs have, in some form or fashion, been exposed. The Chiefs, in more ways than one, are in trouble. So what now? Why adjustments? Are do, what, what adjustments do they make? How do they overcome what is staring them in the face? Do we as a fan base hold them accountable, or do we make excuses? This is so familiar, yet so strange. This time, we are in. Familiar because any Chiefs fan over the age of two knows and understands the pain of a loss like that all too well. Yet so strange because it's the first time that type of loss has taken place while 15 has held the reins. And I don't want to hear any person use the cliche phrases, just one loss and or they needed a loss to wake them up. Because it wasn't the fact that they lost the game, it's how they lost the game. If you need losses to wake up and do your to do your job, you are not Super Bowl worthy. And I still believe the Chiefs are Super Bowl worthy. 
primarily for two reasons at this point. One, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, just plain and simple. And two, the AFC is just that bad. <clears throat> yep. Now, as far as the defense is concerned, I want to attack the defense because they didn't have a good game again. But my God, you can't put this loss on them directly. Mm-mm. They allowed 19 goddamn points in Arrowhead Sunday night football. The offense absolutely embarrassed themselves and the fans that night. Trust me, I was there. And I was embarrassed. Now, we have Chiefs fans arguing over whether a run defense capable of being half defense is even important or not. Let's ask the question. Do you believe it puts your team in a better position to win if you can stop or slow down the opposing rush attack? If so, then it's important. Can this offense still win games despite a shitty rush defense? Well, yeah. I mean, they've, they've won several games throughout the last 20-plus that way, simply outscoring teams. But did it ultimately stall their Super Bowl run in 2018 by keeping Mahomes on the sidelines? Sure as shit did. What's truly changed? The only difference in, last, in, in, in this last week's game was the offense was actually bad for an entire game for the first time in the Mahomes era. Go back an hour before the kickoff and tell yourself that this defense will hold the Colts to offense to 19 points and the Chiefs will lose and you'd have yourself checked into the psych ward ASAP. But that's what happened. That's the reality. And again, I ask, what do the Chiefs do now? They now face a Texans offense that's coming off a 53-point performance. They face a quarterback in Deshaun Watson that's had as great as, as, as great of a game as our own beloved Patrick Mahomes had in his early career. And I will say this reluctantly, that this is the first time since Mahomes has become the starter that I'm going into a week not feeling absolutely confident that the Chiefs are going to win. The Texans are the worst team the Chiefs could be going up against right now. What do the Chiefs do now? Well, I know what they can't do. They can't view the Colts... They can't view that Colts debacle as, quote-unquote, just one loss. They can't have the mindset that, quote, a loss is what they needed to wake up. Because, again, this team is Super Bowl-worthy, and I expect them to do what Super Bowl teams do. Win. To famously quote my guy, Clay Winler from Red Tribe Cinema, we have a Mahomes. And although Clay is absolutely right, what else do we have around Mahomes right now? Because it's going to take much more to win the Super Bowl, I believe, for them to be worthy of a said Super Bowl. I'll leave it there. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. But I, I, look, I had a lot of other things I wanted to say directly after the game. I immediately just got to my notes and started writing right after the game. Because I know that we're sitting here looking at it from a perspective of it's just one loss. But again, it's the context and it's how the Chiefs lost that's concerning the hell out of me. Mm. Because the Colts had no business winning that game. I understand. And again, I don't want to re, re-scan all of what I just said. But losing Tyreek and Eric Fisher is going to hurt you. But when you're in prime time at home, at home. Yep. against a team you should be and you held to 19 points, as much as I want to bash on the defense because their run defense is atrocious. Mm-hmm. You, under no circumstances, can have the MVP as your quarterback and lose a game at home when your defense holds your opponent to 19 points. Trevor, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest trend that I've noticed for our team overall in the entirety of these first few weeks of this season so far compared to last year's first few weeks. 
we would start off games blowing the brakes off of teams and then they would have to play catch up. And that's how we were beating, destroying teams and, you know, completely demoralizing them. Now we come out and our, our, our first few series, which should be scripted series, look flat. And um, I'm not putting that all on Mahomes, obviously, but it's just the play calling just isn't the absolutely abysmal attempts at running the football. It doesn't matter who's back there. It's just the run blocking scheme is absolute trash. I mean, and, and the Colts, the fact that the Colts were down both of their safeties, we couldn't find a way to scheme Kelsey open on those two third and fourth string safeties is absolutely embarrassing and damn near worthy of someone losing their job over that. That's absolutely, I mean, I know it's week four, but there's no way the defense is completely off the board for me on the, for, for the blame here. There's no reason to blame our defense when we allowed 19 points. We win those games nine times out of 10 whenever we allow that under 20 points. That's a no-brainer. We Our offense, this is on Mahomes and the offense and Andy Reid, play calling, period. Because there was, we had way too – I mean, I know McCoy fumbled that – with that. we had that good drive going when McCoy fumbled that football, and that took some of the air out of us for sure. But we look like a bunch of pussies out there, man, offensively, for sure. I mean, our defenses, we're kind of expecting that to kind of be a sieve on certain – you know, we haven't allowed the big plays – but we're us expecting teams to run on us is kind of not a surprise anymore. We should just kind of accept that for what it is right now. Maybe we can improve on it as the season goes on. But for right now, that's how we're letting teams beat us. And I'm fine with that because it worked. We should have won that game because we would let them run. And we tightened up when we got in the red zone. And we held them to a lot of field goals. They scored one touchdown on us. You know, or was it two touchdowns? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. Like, our offense definitely, we just look soft. We don't look like we're aggressive. I don't care who's on the field. I don't care if we're out without Tyreek. You have a week to prepare your guys for these games. The Colts are not some world beater that we should have. This and this is a game we should have just marked down as a W and moved on. But instead, we pull. We were looking like what we used to do with Alex Smith in years prior. We always played down to our competition, no matter how good we are. We always tend to struggle against the teams that kind of don't have anything to lose. Because, I mean, obviously the Colts aren't any kind of contender or anything. But it's just at home, that's a bad loss, man. You can't – you can't – in the primetime game, of course, too, the primetime slot is what makes it even more embarrassing because the fans, we were there. The fans were loud every single time the Colts had the ball. We were screaming our lungs out, right? We were there. We, we helped that as much as we could on our end, and it's just not fair to us to, to witness that shitty of a product offensively. And honestly, I think this hangs more on the head of Andy Reid more than anybody. Mahomes was banged up. I'm not going to use that as excuse because the first thing I said on when I went when I went straight to social media after the game ended, as we were leaving the stadium, I just said I do not, I don't want to see any Chiefs fans trying to make any kind of excuse about injuries, missing certain players. I don't want to hear any excuses. We flat out lost that game straight up, fair and square. We had opportunity after opportunity. We just kept leaving points on the field. It's just unacceptable, man. It's for me, it's unacceptable to see. Our offense looked that bad coming from what we saw last year, you know, scoring. What was it? How many games straight? We scored multiple touchdowns in the first half. I mean, it's just it's unacceptable, man. I mean, we, we know what we can do. We know what we're capable of, regardless of Mahomes is banged up. He's better than most guys on, on both legs with one leg. So, I mean, I, we've got it. We've got to bounce back this week. And it's a tough opponent. Like you said, this could definitely become a shootout. And we better come out ready and look different than what we did this past week. I mean, not to add too much uh, to to what you guys already said. You guys pretty much nailed it. Uh, but the, the biggest the biggest uh, issue I had, or what I noticed the most, was how Irving kept getting beat. Yeah. Like holy yeah, shit! Yeah, we were missing Fisher eat for sure. He was bad. Like if he makes you fucking miss Fisher, 
just imagine how bad this guy is. That like that that was the biggest key I noticed during the game. Every pressure was coming his way because the the Colts figured figured out first first drive there they were like okay we can go to this side. Mm. They were just sending fucking Houston through that side and yeah, he, he was eating. he couldn't stop him. That's one of the worst things about it too. Houston was getting his revenge easy and he couldn't stop him. Yeah. Uh, that that was I mean the offense played like shit. Uh, there's nothing hiding about it. Uh, nobody was clicking. Mahomes was not clicking. The offense was not clicking. They they just played horrible. It was a horrible there game was, overall. There was just like no creativity. Yeah, that's it, what, it, it was, was no like in rounds. There was no uh, you know like, like there was no emotion nothing. towards the game. Like right. like through every drive that they had, it, it felt like they didn't have that 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 fire that that keeps them going. You yeah. know, it felt like it was just dead. Like there was no morale. Like yeah, we looked hungover out there. Yeah, like. Yeah. It, well, and that's the biggest it, problem, it though, guys. Point, yeah, it got to the point where Kelsey shoved the yeah. or whatever. It, and yeah. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that in a little bit because that is that is something to talk about. And I have it. I have a very strong opinion on it. But to your point, Eddie, about you know how flat the offense looked, and Trevor, you touched on how we looked soft on both sides of the ball. It'd be one thing if this was like a a just rare game where that's been happening, where right. this was like the first time this season where the Chiefs looked that way. It's, it's not, man. It's, it's been since week one that yeah. the Chiefs have scored a touchdown in the first quarter. You look at this offense, even as depleted as it is, you think there's enough talent, obviously, to score a single touchdown in the first quarter. Now, you might, you know, there might be people listening saying, well, what's the big deal? If you win the game, you win the game. I get that. But see, this type of team is built to front run. Mm-hmm. This, this, this offense, primarily this defense, they can't win games on a normal basis if they're playing from behind early and often. That's the thing that the Chiefs have to understand. And so that's the biggest thing I was upset about when it came to the offense was, look, you're going to have weeks where your offense is just not clicking. You're going to have those games where you're like, shit, we really missed Tyreek Hill. And it's been very obvious over the last two weeks. But it's the way that they just did not adjust. They did not play with any rhythm. I get that the run game on the Colts side kept the rhythm away from the Chiefs offense where they felt mm-hmm. like they had to score all the time. Right. And Patty's that pressure was on him. And not only that pressure, but his offensive line was not giving any time to really find anything downfield where the only touchdown he threw was something he had to create that I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback that's still playing in today's NFL do. Yeah. What he did on that play was nuts. My point, though, is, is that we cannot rely – on Miracle Mahomes every single week. Yeah. That cannot be the plan. The, yeah, and that's the torturous part about b- being a Chiefs fan. Not only just this year, last year, just for decades now, we can't ever have a balanced attack. We can't have a game where our defense and our offense look awesome. Yeah, because we literally the just same we game. literally just abandoned the it's run. Frustrating. Well, I mean, I mean I'm just saying our defense overall held its own. It's all really about you can we can talk about the yards allowed on the ground. We can talk about that all day, but it really comes down to how much how many points did you allow? Right? Cuz red zone defense is the most important defense. If the team gets down there, you got to tighten up, you got to hold them, right? And we they did that for the most part. Um, but we it's, it's it's frustrating and we can't have a game where our offense is absolutely destroying the other team and our defense is also holding its own and not allowing points. We allow 13, 19 points and our offense can't produce. Like it's just we got to have <laughs> consistency on both sides of the field man and, it, and it's weird it's weird having this discussion right now about Mahomes and the offense not producing because it it's it's kind of like a shock to us still we're not it's not something I'm comfortable talking about yet because I really hope it doesn't become a trend and I highly doubt it becomes a trend I think starting this week um I think we get it right this week but still I mean our now our defense now we got to depend on our defense to stop a potent offense you know coming in here so it's just man it's just we're as fans we're just we want consistency on both sides of the field in the same damn game and we haven't yet seen that since 
Mahomes has been here. And I know Mahomes wants it too, but Andy Reid's got to fix some things, man, on, on, on offensively that he's just these, – these opening drives, these opening first few handful of drives have just looked shitty and unbalanced. And his his ability to get his his O line ready for run blocking is just putrid, man. And we haven't we haven't had any success on the ground outside of a, a decent running game by McCoy against the the Ravens. But outside of that, I mean, we, we I want to see some more, you know, play action <clears throat> plays. No, we saw nothing, dude. We saw no play action plays. Mahomes is one of the best at play action. He's great at at you know disguising the ball and making it look. You know, he's we got to see more. We didn't mix anything up. And now I think that to me that was the most frustrating part because it looked like we were out there having a scrimmage and just playing vanilla well, offense. And also what upset me was in, in situational football where Andy Reid should shine. Right. It, it's almost like he, he overthought does. some shit. Like, yeah. okay, like I, like I mentioned, we completely abandoned the run game, put no rhythm into the run game or the offense, quite frankly. Right. Because it's very hard to have a balance in offense or a, a fluidity in your offense when you have no balance. Right. And, and there's that fourth and one play. Yeah. And, oh, and Andy Reid decides to run it up the gut. Up the gut. And yeah. I, I'm sitting here just absolutely puzzled because I'm saying, okay, you're having Patrick Mahomes literally drop back on almost every single play. Right. And on fourth and one that could literally decide the game because it can give you a game-winning drive, you're deciding to run the ball up the middle. Yes, Eddie? To comment on that, uh, to what I saw, I, th- I think we're talking about the same play. Uh, Pringle, what, like, why did he – it was it me or could he not get that first down that that uh, yeah. third and long? Yeah, that's just honestly like, that's what, that comes down to inexperience. Man. Ex, I, like I saw it in, in me, my sister, like my family were watching. We're yeah. like, what if the that's fuck Kelsey, did you if that's just Kelsey, do? he gets that first down. Yeah. So yeah. that fourth, that fourth and one that came, they came down to to the run play. Yeah. If Irving would have stopped Houston for at least a second, he would have gotten that one yard. But Irving, for some fucking odd reason. Mm. He Houston was the only player to his to his he left. Run block, man. He can't. But I'm He's saying horrible. it was the only player to his left. If he would have just like fucking at least kind of yeah. just stood in the way of him, grab his nuts. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, like it would it would have uh, gave uh, yeah. Williams uh, enough time to get that first yeah. that one yard. But he literally just didn't even look at him. He came and blocked the other fucking guy to the yep. right of him. Like, what's it horrible? F- I think he's the lowest graded uh, run blocker so far, but he's good at pass serious? blocking, but he cannot run blockers. Yeah, Cam, Cam Irving is absolutely terrible. He's actually the one that re-aggravated Patty's uh, yeah, ankle injury <laughs> by stepping straight on his ankle. Um, and then you have, you know, uh, the Chiefs are literally cutting guys that played multiple snaps on the offensive line this week. I think it was Ryan Hunter. Which I like, though. Oh, that was he was he was awful. No, I mean, I'm just saying, I like that we're going out there and aggressively yeah. making moves. Yeah, you go be. I think his name's Wisniewski. You'd much rather see us do that. He's going to Wisniewski's going to get some playing time this week as well. Um, Where's Jeff I, Allen when you need? Well, I mean, supposedly, <laughs> supposedly they're going to be signing him back. I mean, I hope so. He was talking about loyalty and things like that on Twitter, and then all of a sudden decided to delete the tweet. So I, I have a feeling that he's trying to get back in the good graces. Because at the end of the day, you might be upset and your feelings might be hurt about a team cutting you. That, that was Money's money, fun, though. But I, I know, yeah, but that was yeah. kind of fucked up. The way they, I don't disagree. I, like, they cut him, and like next week, they're like, hey, so... <laughs> you ever uh, seen Yeah. <laughs> remember last week? Yeah, just forget about that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in, in, in totality, um, and, and, and like I said, Jay Beakley from 610 Sports Radio will be here tonight. Um, a little bit later on, he's still finishing up his show, uh, Beak at Night. But... Um, I, Honestly, guys, I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at this game and, and, and say, like, you know, like I said, everyone's trying to say, you know, calm down. It's not that big of a deal. The Chiefs are still great. You know, I see the, the thing about it is I'm not attacking on whether the Chiefs are because I, I said multiple times in my rants that I do believe the Chiefs are still Super Bowl worthy. And it's for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, but you, but you, you got to give me yeah. more than that because of the fact that 
Now teams don't come into Arrowhead and feel afraid. Yeah, you really think the Texans are going to come in here Sunday and be afraid of what they just saw right. you go against their division rival and and literally shit yourselves in front of the national yeah, audience? We're talking Jacoby Brissett versus Deshaun Watson. That's I, that's. I think, yeah. I think the only difference between the Texans coming in here and and the Colts was the Colts knew that Tyreek was not playing, so they so their game plan was obviously you know. No, I agree. No, I, 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 te- I yeah, and now with the Texans. Like they're not even they're they're not like we kind of know he's gonna play, but we don't uh, officially know he's gonna play. Yeah, and it's kind of like same for the Texans, and they're like, "Fuck, we got a game plan for this game. We don't know if Tyreek's gonna play. What fucking game plan do we choose?" Yeah. So come game time, maybe their game their game plan is completely shit. So they're gonna be. So I I believe the Texans will be nervous to come into Arrowhead because they do not know if well, Tyreek. Is, is going to be healthy to, to you know. Yeah, and what, what gives me a little boost of confidence heading into this matchup is the Bill O'Brien versus Andy Reid matchup. Andy Reid has absolutely dismantled O'Brien every single time they played. I know we haven't faced Deshaun Watson as many times as we – I think we've played him once, right? Mahomes twice. Or twice. Not in the Mahomes era, but twice. Right, right, right. In, I think in the Andy Reid era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Andy Reid always completely outcoaches O'Brien. And I, O'Brien's kind of an incompetent coach, if we're being real. He just kind of lets Deshaun do what he does. But – um, I think this is a game, definitely a game uh, coming up where we our defense has got to get up and attack, and and we I, we got to see some exotic blitzes heading into this next game because Deshaun is the highest sacked quarterback in the league right now for for reasons because his O line is so trash. But yeah, I mean with Tyreek possibly being in the, in the game is going to change that's, a whole lot. That's the point that I, I think you you were trying to make was the fact that a, a mentality aspect, yeah, like because. Yeah, the the coach himself cannot game plan a game not knowing if the best wide receiver in the league is going to play. Yeah, let's not let's not make the let's not make the mistake here. I, I, let me set the record straight. If Tyreek Hill would have played in last Sunday's game, the Chiefs win by multiple scores. The Chiefs would have whooped the Lions. The Chiefs would have had a lot more control yeah, in the Raiders the game. Off of Kelsey. That's the point. That's the yeah. value of Tyreek. And I want to I want to come back from a break and talk about Tyreek in specifics about how important he is and what this is going to do for the Chiefs, not just the offense, but for the defense as well. Because uh, whether we want to admit it or not, this offense is, in a lot of ways, hinges upon the Tyreek Hill and Mahomes connection. It really does. Do I think this offense is extremely talented and can score points without Tyreek? Absolutely. We've seen it. But going into last week, the Chiefs were averaging over 34 points a game without Tyreek Hill. So I'm not sitting here saying that they can't win games without Tyreek Hill, but in order to for to win ugly games like that and to put the fear and respect back in your uh, opponent's defense and their schemes, you absolutely have to have Tyreek Hill. So yes, that that was the ultimate difference. The point though I'm trying to make is, what do the Chiefs have when 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 it, uh, these type of adversities come upon them? Because, yes, unlike last season, the 2019 Chiefs are facing adversity in their health. Last season, the Chiefs did not experience a lot of real injuries mm. to their key players. Everyone was healthy for the most part, except, of course, Sammy Watkins. But he's a wide receiver, too. They had Tyreek Hill all season. They had Eric Fisher all season. They had Patrick Mahomes all season. So they didn't have to worry about whether their key pivotal players were going to be able to perform. And that's why they averaged almost 36 points a game last season. That's the difference. So, uh, look, I, 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 I'm willing to accept the loss 
What I'm not willing to do is accept the way they lost. I don't. I expect better from this Chiefs team without Tyreek Hill or with Tyreek Hill. You got to play better than give than than scoring 13 points on Sunday Night Football with this type of prolific scoring capability that they have. It's unacceptable. I, I just I just think that uh, with all this offensive power, all these uh, all these weapons that that we kept talking this offseason with uh, Mahomes and who is he going to throw the ball to, Damian Williams, fucking LaShawn McCoy. We completely forgot about the offensive offensive line. And throughout the first five weeks, they, they've just been terrible. They haven't they haven't let Mahomes – they haven't gave, given Mahomes enough time to throw the ball deep. Uh, I think uh, against the uh, Raiders – because I mean, it's the Raiders. But other than that, they, they've been struggling to, to protect Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Even even the own players are fucking injuring Patrick Mahomes. So it, it, something has to happen there, man. It, there has to be some kind of move, some some something that tells me that they're actually focusing also on protecting Mahomes. Because if you're not going to focus on the offensive line, teams are just going to take advantage of that and just start fucking hammering Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. And how much can Mahomes take? How much how much can his body take? Mm-hmm. We already seen that his both his ankles are. You know they got jacked up already this season. Yeah. So, how much? How much more can Mahomes take, and how much can, is he gonna take till the Chiefs realize? Okay, we need to fucking focus well, yeah, on the offensive line. Yeah, and if we, if we, as just normal Joes watching, you know, just just fans of the game, know that, and you know, you know, these defensive coordinators are knowing that they're gonna they're gonna tee off on that. They're gonna make sure they get as much pressure on Mahomes and force him out of the pocket. I mean, I know he's great outside of the pocket, but if he's getting pressured every single snap. You know, especially off that left side, that left edge, which is his blind spot. You know, that, that's that's going to be hard for us, man. And then I think the biggest injury, obviously, that we'll get to, I know, is the Chris Jones one heading into this next game is so scary for me, man. Not having the pressure, not having to, you know, force double teams on Chris Jones now heading into this next game. And then now that now they can double up on, on you know, other guys that they want to or just straight up, you know, one-on-one on each guy. It's just that, that's a huge blow to our defense, man. So, there, there are a lot of concerns and, and everything. We're, I think everything we brought up is, is valid. And, and to, to – make it as clear as possible. I think all three of us agree that the Chiefs are still very much a contender, still very much a Super Bowl-worthy type of team. But again, it's not about the amount of losses. It's not about the fact they dropped a game. It's it's the fact that they have, like, and, and I 100% agree with you, Eddie. I think the offensive line has been atrocious. Uh, it's it's even gotten to the point where it's starting to make me nervous because Patrick Mahomes is starting to get happy feet in the in the. Mm-hmm. In the, in the pocket, even when it's even when it's clean, and that's not a good sign. You don't want your quarterback to start losing his mechanics and start worrying about whether he's about to get hit or not. You That's want him to be missing a lot of throws. Yeah, you want him. You want your quarterback to feel as comfortable as possible in the pocket. And even when it was clean last week, you saw him start to dance and start to freak out a little bit. And you don't want to see that. Yeah. So yes, I agree. The offensive line has got to step up, but it really ultimately just comes down to health. I mean, Eric Fisher's got to get back. I'm not the biggest Eric Fisher fan. I don't think he's a great left tackle, Mm -hmm. but the Chiefs have a revolving door at left tackle right now. It's absolutely atrocious to the point where I'm going to talk about it later today. I'm going to I'm going to get Binkley's thoughts on this. I think the Chiefs need to. I think they need to bench Cam Irving, and I think they need to play Martinez. uh, Rankin, I think they need to give him an opportunity yeah. because he's got to try it. Be, it it couldn't get any worse he's than this. Yeah, uh, Cam Irving is absolutely atrocious. Just with the fourth and one play, that on its own should have been like, okay, this guy fucking sucks. That like, was the, honestly that was a worse play call than it was blocking scheme. That play call yes. was absolutely horrible. No, I, I we it, we have not been able to run the ball the entire game, and the most predictable play up the gut you're going to go with. That's but, just it was horrible. But I get it. But I, like, if you look at it, if 
if uh, Cam Irvin would have just stopped Justin Houston at least a second, yeah, he he would have missed uh, Damian Williams' legs. I just, you know? yeah. he, Damian Damian Williams, he's pretty good. He could push. Yeah, you know? he's not and, the best up the gut guy. I, I still I know, don't, even, even with a, I, I think he, that he, one yard would have been even with a healthy Eric Fisher, and we'll go to break after this. Even with a healthy Eric Fisher, I don't like that play call because no. of the fact, like I like I was saying a few minutes ago. The Chiefs set up no balance on offense. They had no rhythm on offense. And so when you can't run the ball with any consistency, making that call in that situation is absolutely unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Like that, It's the play call. Trevor was right. It's the play call. I agree with you. Cam Irving could have given a little bit more, but we're asking Cam Irving to actually yes, do something right, not, and that's Andy impossible. Reed, Andy Reid has to know the incompetence of certain players. That's exactly right. The strengths right. and the weaknesses. You know our weakness is run blocking right now. And that's why the majority yeah. of this loss falls the on the offense. I'd rather, I'd rather Mahomes sneak it up the middle and just push it for a yard. I'd rather that because it's quick and it's instant and you hit the line immediately. You know, yeah. play. You know, I'm just saying, having a snap right under the center to push it. He's a big kid. I'd much rather do that than play it than for it run a draw play up the gut. It was just well with Damian Williams. It sounds like we're gonna get our guy back. The cheetah is reportedly coming back to uh, play some football in Week Six against the Houston Texans. Let's talk about the significance of that in this matchup. We'll get back to that after this. Commandeer is Kansas City's alternative apparel brand. They make unique Kansas City-themed apparel and accessories with an emphasis on counterculture. They're nominated for two Best of KC 2019 awards in the Pitch Magazine and have plenty of designs for both sports fans and anyone else. Find them online at commandeerbrand.com or follow them at Commandeer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Soft shirts, designed with an edge. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast, segment number two. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz, yo, yo, yo. Trevor Twidwell. Hey there. Before we get into this segment, just a quick, quick uh, little announcement. Uh, I mean, th- about 30 minutes ago, the U.S. did beat Cuba 7-0. So nice. Just wanted to throw it out. Hell yeah, there. man. Thanks for the update. I appreciate that. That was had no idea that actually happened. So <laughs> that's always good to see, man. It's good to hear. Um we got some cool stuff actually coming up, guys. Uh, uh, Commandeer, obviously, you heard the the ad before the segment number two came in. Commandeer brand is actually doing a promo code now on our show. So if you go to their website at commandeerbrand.com and put in promo code SPOKEN10, you will get 10% off all purchases on their website. So definitely go visit commandeerbrand.com and uh, give our guy Joe some of your biz. So we're going to move right on, guys. Getting into... Obviously, we know this is a big week for a multitude of reasons, but in, in a singular form, we have some really good news coming out. Uh, we've known for the last couple of weeks that Tyreek Hill has been at practice, and uh, he's been a full participant. He's been limited. He's been full. He's been out there running routes. He's looked very sharp. Obviously, he's in incredible shape, and it's really just come down to the, the shoulder healing. And so now it looks like, according to James Palmer and Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter and all the, all the big-time reporters, it sounds like Tyreek Hill is going to play this week. Um, I was saying when we when he went down in week one, I was saying that I expect him to be back either the Colts game or the Texans game. Obviously, he didn't play last week. Math adds up. I think this is the perfect time for, for Tyreek Hill to come back, not just because of the fact that I think his body is ready. And for the record, this isn't the type of injury that can like re-aggravate or be re-injured. Now, it can happen again, but it's a very rare injury. But it's not one of those things where they're afraid that it's going to re-pop out. It's actually just more about the pain threshold and whether his body can take the hits right now. Um, so, but more than that, I think it's also for the fact, and like we just addressed in the first segment, I mean, the Chiefs absolutely need a shot in the arm. And not just a shot in the arm, they need their best wide receiver back. They need their best weapon back. And I, it, 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 this goes without saying, and I, I said 
in the in the beginning of the show, and I've been saying on Twitter all week, the worst time for the Chiefs to be facing the Texans is right now just because of how banged up they are. Well, you get Tyreek Hill back, and all of a sudden the playing field's get leveled out. Mm-hmm. So I, I really do think that this is the perfect timing for Tyreek Hill to come back. What's up, Eddie? Uh, just, I just wanted to add, add a little comment to that. Um, we got Tyreek coming back this year, uh, this week, uh, hopefully. My only concern is how healthy is he? Are we rushing his uh, his rehab pretty much uh, time or cutting his time short to, to, to actually get healed 100%? That's my only concern on that. And the other one is how these last two weeks showed me how dependent we are on one Tyreek Hill. It is scary to realize that we are so dependent on just one single player in our offense. Like, what would like hopefully doesn't happen, knock on wood. But, like, what, what like you say, he it, it's an injury that might not get aggravated again or whatnot, but it can happen again. Like, coming into this game, how healthy is he? How, how much contact can he really take? You know what I mean? Like, w- would it be easier for him to get injured this week? Or, like, like what, what, I, I just want to know. Like the whole situation, if he's come, like if he's coming in into this game, one hundred percent, fifty percent, sixty percent. What are we? I'll talking answer. Here? I'll answer all that. I, if you're asking me, first of all, in the NFL and in the regular season, no one is ever one hundred percent. So, so to expect that, like I've heard people say, like well, we need to rest him. We even need. There's even people that were suggesting they need to rest Patrick Mahomes. I think that's just absolutely absurd. Yeah. Um, the, the way, no one's ever going to be one hundred percent, especially in the middle of the season. Second of all, this is the like I said, this is the type of injury that I don't think they have to worry about it being re-aggravated. It's going to be just one of those pain threshold type of things. Second, third of all, if last week, if that game against the Colts was a playoff game, Tyreek Hill absolutely plays. I personally believe, and from what I was, what I have been told, Tyreek Hill was ready to play last week. The Chiefs just didn't think they needed him, and so they didn't need They didn't want him to take unnecessary punishment trying to work his way back it's in. We should have beat them without. They, him. they should have beat the Colts without him. That's yes. the point, and that's yes. why we've been sitting here frustrated for the last thirty minutes talking on our show. Now they need him. They absolutely need Tyreek Hill. They've been missing him for the last two weeks, but they haven't needed. They shouldn't have needed him for the last two weeks. They should have beat the Lions soundly, and they should have beat the Colts. Period. Now they're playing an offense that can match them stride for stride, or at least in some form. The Texans are not as good of an offense as the Chiefs, but they are damn good. Not, but they're coming off a very – okay, Deshaun Watson's coming off of, – anybody who's coming off a game where you just threw for five touchdowns, you're on top of the world right now, and you're coming for the Chiefs' ass. And Deshaun Watson, if any matchup on this whole – the whole schedule for them this year, he wants to show out against Mahomes, right, because he – Similar, same draft class. They both, you know, this could become a new rivalry here, which we all fans are wanting. The NFL is kind of pushing for that. They try oh, to do God, with, tell they, me about they it. They try to do it with Baker, but it hasn't really worked out in Baker's favor in that. Lamar area. Jackson, right? Yeah, He's they try Baker. to hype up Lamar, and Lamar is obviously not that dude yet. I can't wait for when it's Gardner Minshew in a few weeks. <laughs> hey, they <laughs> you know? already took care of that. Um, I'm just saying, like they they they're keep throwing names out there. But I mean, story. this is a scary matchup, man, because not only is this offense explosive with Will, Will Fuller coming alive last week. Um, they have weapons, man, and 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 Carlos Hyde. I mean, I know it's Carlos Hyde, but you know he's gonna want to show out to him because all with all the news coming out about him not getting contacted by you know Veach or Andy Reid before before getting honestly, morning. bro, that happens a lot. I, I know, but I was like, hmm. that's not new news. That's that's yeah. something that people journalists hype up. Go, oh, 
they try to make a narrative out of it that I'm not buying into it, but they can use that as fuel. So yeah, but, I, but, yeah. I could definitely, but there's a lot of baggage heading into this game on both sides. You know, we, we have it we're, we've been trending downward and they're trending upward. Now we got to meet that trend with them. You know, we got to meet our peak. Now this is the game we got to get up for because if we lose this game, you know, we got the Packers coming to town in a couple weeks. You know, we got the Patriots right around the corner pretty soon. This could go to South pretty quickly. This, if, this if is going to stay a, healthy. Yeah, this is going to be a good game because both teams want to prove yeah. that they're worthy. Well, and, 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 and Texas want to prove consistency, ex- and we exactly. want to prove that we're still that elite offense. Because, I mean, Texas didn't start off pretty good. At, yeah, they they at looked the horrible the first ex- exactly. Their old line is still trash. But. Yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're constantly coming up, you know, and the Chiefs want to stay constantly. They kind of break without Chris Jones exactly. in the mix, right? So, my, so it's going to be a really good game because both of them want to show out. Both of them want to prove to their fans Absolutely. we are Especially that team. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be a really good. And, and I don't think both teams have a really great defense, but I, I think no. I think Texans have a, a slightly maybe slightly better. The Texans, the Texans right now we have a better defense. The, te- the Texans right now are twelfth in scoring defense, which is good. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs good. are fourteenth. That's a little skewed though because I don't think the Colts were trying to th- put up thirty points. They could have. They wanted to mm-hmm. last week. Um. Remember, you guys remember all going into the season, and for the first few weeks, I was talking about how I'm going to give the defense, you know, two months yeah. uh, because the fact that they have all this time, you know, in between this, you know, the first few weeks, they're not facing great quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So, this is a great time for them. To... Do you guys feel any better about this defense going into this week than you did a few four or five weeks ago? Um... Because I don't. And that's what scares me is that although I want to be patient, although I want to give them time. The problem we're facing now is the Chiefs are like you just mentioned about the schedule. Yeah, the Chiefs are now getting into that chunk of the schedule where they're playing very good quarterbacks. You're going to be facing Deshaun Watson this week. You're going to be facing Aaron Rodgers soon. Kirk Cousins blows, and then you're going to face Tom Brady, who also sucks, but he's you know got Bill Belichick in that defense. <laughs> there it is. And then you got and then you got you know Philip Rivers twice. You know you, you're going to have these strings of quarterbacks, and I don't feel like. Although the the past defense hasn't been horrendous, that's what, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Although it hasn't been horrendous, we haven't allowed much over the top at all, outside of the absolutely perfect throws by staff. That's because Tyron Matthew and, and Juan Thornhill have been playing some pretty good football. Yeah. So the point is, though, is that this is why it's so important for the and, and I don't I don't mean to rehash on what we just talked about in the last segment, but this is why it's so important for the Chiefs' offense to be sharp because when you're facing a team like the Texans who can put up points mm-hmm. on the road or at home, mm-hmm. I mean, you, we forget. Monday Night Football, they went into New Orleans yeah. and dropped 28 points and almost won that game. New Orleans is a and really New, good defense. New Orleans has a top-five defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now you're coming into Arrowhead feeling good, like Trevor said, on the t- on top of the world. Deshaun yeah. Watson. As confident just, as ever. Deshaun Watson's game last week was as good as Patrick Mahomes' best game of his career. I mean, it was Straight up. Terrible Falcons. It might be the worst defense true, in the league. True, but we got to give credit to where credit's due. They're coming in here with two – very good wide receivers. Probably the best wide receiver in football, DeAndre Hopkins. Will Fuller's been playing some good football. Which they is scary a, about DeAndre Hopkins because he hasn't had a blow-up week yet. Not yeah, yet. He's, no, he's, he's been decent. Was, he's had like 50, 75, 80 I was yards. getting ready to talk about that. I was, I was yeah. like, Hopkins is waiting for that fucking turn. Yeah. And, and this is why. feel it know, that it's going to be this weekend. And I, I'm almost, guys, I, hear me out on this. I'm almost hoping this is a shootout. I know well, that yeah, sounds crazy. Hear, hear, hear me out. Hear, yeah, hear me yeah. out. It's the exact same thing that happened last week. If last week's game was a shootout, the Chiefs win. Yeah, yep. Because Patrick Mahomes has more possessions. And when he has the ball more in his hands, you're going to win 95% of the time. Last week, they kept the ball out of Patty's hands. The offense had nothing going on. If the Chiefs can say, hey, we're going to be in the upper 30s this week in scoring, I feel really good about the Chiefs winning that game because – 
The Texans are not going to be able to control the time of possession with the running game as much. I'm not saying they can't still run the ball. I'm still look at this point. I think we're all expecting that, that whoever we face, the yeah. chief, the, the Chiefs defense is going to yeah, give up 100 plus uh, rushing yards. Carlos Hyde for 150 rushing and, and what's scary about that, and not, and not to look too far into the schedule, Fantasy. but if you look, look look at the running backs that are coming up. For Christ's sakes, yeah, dude. Aaron we're Jones. talking about Aaron Jones. You're yeah. talking about Dalvin uh, Cook. You're talking about Eckler and, and Melvin Gordon. You're, I mean, there's a list of really good running backs. White, Sonny Michelle. Yeah, man. Like, and he got vultured last night on multiple yeah. rushing touchdowns. That's what the Patriots do, though. We won't go there, but um, <laughs> that's what the Patriots do. But like I said, the the the, off, the best off the best defense the Chiefs can have this week is their offense scoring early, because you're going to put your defense yeah. in the best position possible. Because the bat the pass defense is better than the rush defense, especially with Chris Jones down. Mm-hmm. Especially with Chris Jones down. Now, like Trevor mentioned, the Texans' offensive line is atrocious. You yeah. think you think the Chiefs' offensive line has been bad? Deshaun Watson last year got hit 85 times. Well, I think he's the most sacked this season. Yeah, yeah. By he's far. Been almost five and a half sacks a game. By far. Him. But uh, um, what I do, I think no, no one's really talking about it much. We saw what Justin Houston was doing in our O-line. Now we got J.J. Watt coming That's out. That's what first. I was about to say. Off that left edge. I mean, I just that scares the shit out of me, man. Because that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's gonna. <laughs> we've got to make a change. We've got to double him somehow. We've got to throw more bodies at him because he's going to eat Everybody us alive. And this is why. This is why it is the perfect time for Tyreek to come back. Because yeah. imagine, let's say, let's say Tyreek for sure wasn't playing this week, right? Let's say he yeah. suffered that injury like two weeks ago. The Chiefs have no choice but to add Blake Bell or another tight end on that yeah. left side to protect and, and chip. JJ Watt all all game because yeah. Cam Irving is going to be destroyed. Or even we have to use that, Kelsey more for blocking too, man. And this is why I hope Two Cam Irving gets sets. benched because he's going to get eight alive. Yeah, and so they got to have they're going to have to have that tight end on that left side almost all game long to protect Patrick Mahomes' blind side. Yeah, and that is why it's perfect for Tyreek to be back because now Tyreek can take the top of the defense off, even though you have to bring a tight end in and not have as many four vertical, you yeah. know, four wide vertical situations like Andy Reid loves throwing with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Now that's more, you know, you can bring it in a little bit. You can play a little bit more condensed, but you still have that thread on the outside. That's what, that's I, mean, what I, yeah, that's what I didn't get about last week, though. We played more of a conventional offense style, and it was weird watching us try to play these typical plays. We weren't moving bodies around. We weren't utilizing our speedsters. That's what we got. We got to come out blazing fast this game. I don't. We got to come out, and move bodies around. We got to confuse the defense. We I don't know. If doing I, that I don't know. Goals. I don't know if I agree though. I think because watching that game, dude. Because I watched. We were you know sitting right next to each other, yeah. and then I watched it again on TV. I felt like Patrick Mahomes was really throwing the ball down downfield as much as possible. The problem is right. he didn't have time. Yeah. And guys weren't getting open because they're playing that man coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, they couldn't beat and, the man, which is and, embarrassing. And he had multiple drops and fumbles. Yeah. So that's the he thing. Had some bad throws. I think the Chiefs were being aggressive on offense. So aggressive they completely forgot I'm about the run we weren't game. Being aggressive. I'm just saying we weren't seeing like those weird like schemes to get guys open and like the open field. There, there's no way Andy Reid should be able to not be able to scheme guys open in a man man defense. It's Ty- ridiculous. With Tyreek Hill back, you can kind of use his speed and uh, Miko Harbin's speed. That's a hundred. Right. That, well, see, that's that's, that's the a, thing right there. Is that man coverage? When you don't have the guy that can blow by his man, yeah, but we have numerous, numerous of those guys. Okay, McCall M- Harmon is a raw talent at this he, point. He's still, he's sure he's not, a, he's, he's not still, a refined still, wide receiver yet. Tyreek Hill is. Yeah. So when you have that guy who can yeah. be his man on a on Marcus a play by play basis, is pretty fast too. He's a four three guy. Demarcus I mean, Robinson is a terrible route runner, a terrible yeah, I don't route care runner. About I'm just talking about speed. That's how burn anybody out there. That's how you separate yourself, though, Trevor. You have to get your, you have to get that guy on his on his back hip. And then make the motion. Mm. Demarcus Robinson has been infamous for that. Why do you think it's taken this long for Demarcus Robinson to finally be a proactive player in this offense? 
because of the fact that he can't make separation. You can't yeah, name, he is fast. Can't name, you can't struggle. name one of those corners from the Colts and tell me which one of those guys is a lockdown defender. There's no reason nobody was breaking open against man defense against the Colts. I, 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 can tell, I can tell you why they didn't, because there was not a number one wide receiver on the team. That's why we've missed Tyreek Hill over the last two weeks. They could get away with it because the Raiders' defense was horrible because of the fact the Jaguars' game plan for Tyreek Hill and got injured and then Sammy Watkins went off. Yeah, we still found ways to get Sammy Watkins over. Okay, but here, here, think about it. Why do you think every week the Chiefs have a new wide receiver or a new uh, receiving receiving leader? leader? Yeah, because there's no one consistent, except Ty- except Travis Kelsey. Now you bring back Tyreek Hill. All of the sudden, all those other guys fall back into their positions where they're secondary players. And now you can now you can. Uh... Get Travis Kelsey those uh those open spots that he he would get with when and Tyreek think, was on the field and yeah. and I think I honestly think uh, Travis Kelsey is gonna have a great game this weekend I, yeah because for the simple fact that you got Tyreek and Miko spraying the field and you got uh Travis Kelsey coming in cutting those runs and yeah. so it, it and it all comes down to our offensive line being able to give Mahomes time to to make his reads because that was the biggest issue last week was he was getting pressured with, every single snap yes, man but with Tyreek now with Tyreek back and Miko hopefully you know stepping up mm. you got the speed he's not gonna have to need the, a whole bunch of time you know the yeah. Patrick in the pocket we just gotta to, get guys in space I didn't see us getting guys in space with the quick out you know quick outs we didn't even see. If, even if Tyreek has a bad game, let's say he only has one reception for like twenty yards. Yeah, I believe that he's gonna allow Travis Kelsey and or, or Pringle to get open enough to where they can make those plays. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, look at look at the Lions. Look what they did. They had a single high safety with man coverage. Right. That makes things very tough on a quarterback that wants to throw the ball downfield, mm-hmm. especially like I said, when you don't have that guy that can consistently create space. I mean, yeah, I mean, how many times have you seen defenses run man coverage when Tyreek Hill's on the field? You don't see it hardly ever. Mm-hmm. The Colts went. Do, the Colts just... went from having a defense the week before they played the Chiefs. Twenty percent of their snaps on defense were man coverage. Yeah. They come into Kansas City. Seventy-five percent of their their snaps were man coverage. That's the difference. Now that you have Tyreek Hill against this Texans defense, I put a hundred dollars on it that seventy-five percent of the Texans, if, if Tyreek Hill plays for the for the duration of the game. You will see at least seventy percent of the of the snaps on the defensive side for the Texans playing zone, yeah, and that sure. is when you, Trevor, you know this as well as I do. Mm-hmm. That is when Patrick Mahomes shines. Oh, he, when there's a zone, zone he is the best His quarterback in the NFL reads. against the zone. Yeah, he's the best quarterback because he extends plays with his feet. And when it's a zone coverage, there's so many holes on the field, you can just pick which guy you want to hit. Mm-hmm. Man coverage, it's been impossible for the Chiefs because of the fact, like I said, you don't have that guy. Now they have that guy. You will not be seeing man coverages like the Chiefs, and that's when the scoring will return. Yeah, I guess and- it just makes it harder for me to, to to eat that because of what the Raiders just did to them, that that man defense against the Colts the week prior. The Raiders are putting it on that, uh, that, that man defense. They're playing the same style defense against the Raiders. They matched up man-to-man. And they were doing trick plays, and they scored two their first two possessions. They scored on the Colts. I, mean, I just that's hard for me to accept, man. When we have the the mind, the offensive mind at Andy Reid, and he couldn't figure it out for well, an entire I, game. I don't want to make an excuse for the Chiefs yeah. because they still should have scored. I'm not. I'm not trying to make excuses. Right. I'm, I'm talking about the facts of reality in regards to what the Raiders did. Let's be honest here. The Raiders' offense is completely different than the Chiefs' offense. They play more of the quick. Two steps, get the ball yeah. out of Derek. Yeah, we saw that at work, so why wouldn't we try to implement anything? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. You exactly. got it. That's where that's where uh, he's kind of coming, yeah. Yeah. coming from. We didn't change that. anything at the half to, that's halftime. That's, that's, that's what game plan. Like right. Andy Reid's game plan. Like he didn't change. He didn't adjust. Right. He didn't do anything. Like and we he just went with the he's same. He's been purpose. doing it pretty good this year so far until this past weekend. That's what yeah. pissed me off the most. So it's frustrating, man. They they need to adjust, and I, I mean Tyreek Hill is going to add that 
that that speed again. And like I like, like I was saying, Patrick Mahomes is not gonna need a lot of time in the in the pocket or needing a, a lot of time to throw the ball because he's gonna have those quick guys. He's gonna have Travis Kelsey real quick, you know, so he can throw to Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Damian yeah. Williams gonna get open. Travis so, Kelsey's gotta have a big game this week. Oh, he's pro- he's with Tyreek back. Yeah. I can guarantee he's gonna have Ta- a great Travis game. Kelsey right now is sixth in the league in receiving. Mm-hmm. Like he is, he is quietly having an incredible. He's season. just not getting the touchdowns. He's just no. not getting the touchdowns. Exactly. He's a bad drop. Yeah, let, let's be real. Horrible, I, 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 I don't want to talk about the Colts game anymore, but I mean, yeah. let's be real. Like right. Travis had two traumatic. This is a rough game. There's so much drops. shit to take away from it, man. The Chiefs, the Chiefs have no choice but to be sharper in this game with the Texans. I fully expect the offense to be a lot sharper. Spot. Yeah, but like I said, this is finally the offense that the Chiefs might have to trade blows with. We haven't had that yet this season, mm-hmm. where we've seen the Chiefs have to trade blows all season last year. My God, it was a weekly thing. I mean, Patrick Mahomes goes into Pittsburgh, throws six touchdowns, and the Chiefs win by five. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen. So last year we were used to that. The Chiefs just trading blows back and forth like a Rocky fight. It's, it's not more of a – I don't think it's kind of like trading blows. I think trade more like trading blows to me is like kind of like the Rams game, that they were just going back and forth, back and forth. Back that was just and, Every other game was, fuck, let's score six touchdowns right now, and then they'll fucking slowly catch up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, to me, more like trading blows is kind of like that Rams game. That's what I'm looking at. Well, what, I'm, what I'm basically saying when I when, in regards to trading blows, I don't think either defense is going to slow down either offense this week. Yeah, I don't. I'm not saying it's going to be a That's 48 to good, 45 though. game. What sucks though? My is, point though is, I think yeah. there's a better chance this game is in the 80s combined than in the 40s. That's yeah. what I'm yeah. saying. Well, what sucks though is this. This feels like the, now we feel like this has got to be the get right game and the bounce back game when that should have been Pat last week. That was because we came off that bad performance against the Lions. Now it's supposed to be our bounce back week against and get things right at home against Colts, and we failed to do that. Yeah. So now we have a much tougher opponent who can shoot out with us. Mm-hmm. And now this has got to be our get right week. It's just a tough spot, man. Well, it's yeah, a lot and, of pressure. And now the Chiefs don't have that ultimate excuse because if Tyreek goes out there and right. plays effective, and right. they still drop the game, yeah. then what are we talking about? Well, then Jones was then there's a whole another. Then there's a whole other bag of chips we got to crunch on. Right. That's yes. the whole thing we got to talk about. If Tyreek comes back, he fucking has a phenomenal game. Travis. Kelsey has a phenomenal game. Let's say the offense has a fucking fantastic game. Defense has an all right game. It's all going to go against defense. It, yeah, so like, the pendulum is always swinging and it's yeah, frustrating. So it, you can't have both it, at the same exactly. time. It's frustrating, it, it, bro. It pisses some fans off because you, you can't be happy, like Trevor said. Yeah. You either have one or have the other. Right. I'd rather have the offense click and then the, than the defense clicking because the defense can have that one lock, luck, lucky stop and we're good, you know, because fucking Patrick Mahomes is driving it down the field, driving it down mm. the field, scoring, 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 field goals, touchdowns, field goals, touchdowns. And if that defense gets that one stop, that's what we need. You know what I mean? So it it, it all – yeah, it sucks that you can't have both. At and the that's what's time. so frustrating about this defense right now is the fact that we know what their biggest weakness is, and it's against the run. It's pretty much the exact same weakness they've had for years now, so it's really not that much different. Yes, they're not putting – they're not giving up a lot of points, but consider the fact two things – they have not been facing great quarterbacks and offenses. And two, I mean, the Colts really, like I said, they wanted to have a muddy game and just get out with a win. They were not trying to go in here and score 35 Keep points. The crowd out if they it, wanted yeah. to, I think, the, I think the Colts could have scored more points this last week. My point mm-hmm. is this. This is a week now where a team is trying to come in here and score some points. Oh, yeah. And and the Chiefs really have to. The only offense they've really faced this year that like can even pale in comparison is the Ravens. And the Ravens scored 28 in Kansas City. I mean, and that's yeah. when the Kansas City was feeling really good about and themselves. Not only is Houston coming in here with, with their heads held high, they, they just got done out dueling another great offense who's up there with us and them. 
uh, you know, in the Falcons, you know, with some of the best weapons in the league. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they just outpaced them, you know. So, we've got to bring our A game this week. Yeah. We really like, do. I, I'm a little, you know, like not too worried because, you know, we got uh, Tara Matthew. We, we have a pretty good secondary. Oh, we have know? a much better defense than oh, Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta so might be the I, worst I'm defense. Not, I'm not as concerned yeah. for the passing game. I'm more concerned about the rushing game, but are we really going to worry about Carlos Hyde right now? Listen, at this point, <laughs> I don't give a fuck what running back's coming here. Yeah, I, I'm a, should, if 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 uh, on Johnson can get over 100 yards Bill on us, anybody. Bill O'Brien's gonna get some snaps. Tom Brady had two rushing touchdowns last night. Yeah. If Tom Brady lines up at running back against the Chiefs, I'm just saying yeah. he might set a single season rushing I'm record. Not looking. Yeah. In the in one game. So and, and I mean, you do have Deshaun Watson, who is not slow. That's why I yeah. said, and I, I'm going to repeat it a hundred times. That's why the Chiefs have to come into this game and score early. The Chiefs need to score two or three touchdowns in the first quarter. If that's what can, needs yeah, to happen. They yeah, they can't score on the opening drive. We haven't done it yet. Two or three outside of the Jags game. The Chiefs yeah. need to drop two or three touchdowns in the first quarter. Put the pressure on Deshaun Watson to have to throw the ball 45 times in this game. Yeah. It's frustrating because that's, 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 that's who we are. Yeah. That's who we've always been since Mahomes has been out there. Yeah, home. like, and, and the crazy thing is, like, uh, what I've seen about Deshaun Watson, if if you put him if you put him under pressure, mm-hmm. he does not perform well. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, we saw, we saw he's really good at extending plays. We saw him though. against the Colts in the playoffs last last season. He choked. He he just couldn't 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 do it. Couldn't right. make those pat. He was under that pressure, you know. So if Patty comes in there, puts in two touchdowns, you're up fourteen. Deshaun Watson is gonna is he's gonna be like fuck. I gotta I gotta catch up. Hell joke, I gotta man. fucking start throwing the ball. He's gonna start throwing those little mistakes. That, that in my opinion, that's what what I'm basically what saying is this. This is what I'm basically saying. As long as the Chiefs are scoring at high levels again, if they're if they're dropping thirty five points a game, I, they're I've always said the only team that can beat the Chiefs is the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and I stick by that. I stand by that. If the Chiefs get back to scoring like we know they can and ultimately will, the Chiefs are not losing another game this season, in my opinion, because there's no one that can hang with them on the rest of their schedule. Not the Chargers, not the Packers, not the Patriots, not even the Texans. What I'm saying about this game, though, is the fact that if we allow the Texans to rule and dictate time of possession and can run and extend plays and extend drives, the Chiefs will be losing games. So they got to go out there, score, score early, get aggressive, take control, let Patrick Mahomes dictate the game. When he does that, you're winning more games than you're not. So that's what they got to do. And that's where I want to leave it because we need to move on. (laughs) We got a lot more to talk about. Like I said, our guy Binkley will be here in a few minutes. Uh, he's wrapping up his show right now. But when we get back from this break, I want to talk about the Travis Kelsey and Eric Bieniemy situation on the sidelines. Is it a big deal? Is it is it good to see? Is it bad to see? What are our thoughts? We will get back to that after this. Casey Hemp Company, your most trusted CBD provider in Kansas City, shipping nationwide. Ancient plant for a new age health. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Casey Hemp Co. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number three here inside the KC Beer Coast Studios. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, with my guys, Eddie Ortiz yo, yo, yo. and Trevor Twidwell. Yo, yo. We're uh, waiting on uh, oh, whoa, our whoa. I stole what the fuck it. was Wait. that? Did you just steal yo, yo, yo? <laughs> yep. That's some bullshit, Trevor. I don't give a shit. Uh-uh. 
I, I apologize to our audience. That's Eddie's. I, we're going to have a trademark. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm ready. Today. The show's going to get suspended. Switch roles. The show's going to get suspended. Eddie's going to sue us. <laughs> I had that shit TM'd, man. Way to go. I said yo, yo. There was two, not yo, oh, yo, that's yo. a good point. That is, yeah. That's a technicality. Joke's on you, asshole. Um, <laughs> so we are, we are waiting for our guy, Jay Binkley, to show up. Um, he's just finished up his show, so we'll be getting him in any second. He'll probably just hop right along and join the conversation. But um, as you heard on our last ad, Casey Hemp Company – uh, big time sponsor for us over there in uh, Metcalf, right off Metcalf. Eighty, I believe it's eighty fourth. Don't forgive me, Kyle, if I got that wrong, but it's right off Metcalf. Um, they are actually doing a promo code with us as well. If you go to their website, CaseyHempCo.com, and put in Spoken Ten, you will get ten percent off all your purchases with Casey Hemp Company. So definitely check them out. All CBD products, the best, highest quality CBD in the area. You will not be disappointed. Definitely check them out. All right, so. We've been covering on all the football stuff as far as what happens on the field. But there was a situation that happened in the Colts game that was technically off the field. In fact, it was on the sideline. Um, this game was definitely frustrating, not just for us fans, but it was for obviously for the players and the coaches as well. So much so that our uh, great tight end, Travis Kelsey, and our offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy got into them, what I would call a little bit of a scuffle. Um, we see them talking to each other, and it's obviously a very heated discussion. It was right after Travis Kelsey, I believe, dropped the second pass, yeah. and they thought that one was a fumble initially. Eric Bieniemy obviously was not having that shit. He was obviously jumping his ass about whatever the situation was. I, I don't know what they said. Right. But the point was that Travis Kelsey was clearly upset about it, did not like that Eric Bieniemy got in his face, and he, with both hands, shoved Eric Bieniemy, and they had to be separated by other players. A few minutes later, you did see Travis Kelsey come up to Eric Bieniemy, give him a big old, you know, brotherly hug, and they hugged it out, and it was just squashed right then and there. And of course, this did become a story, though. This did become something that people wanted to talk about, that the, the media talked about, and Travis Kelsey and Eric Bieniemy and a lot of other people were asked about it, and they've been down, downplaying it and saying things like, you know, well, you know, Eric Bieniemy, Eric is is a is like a brother to me. We love each other. You know, we, we go, you know, we are very close. You know, it's it was just a heated situation. They try to downplay all of it. But people are still very convinced that this is a very serious thing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm going to give my thoughts on this real quick, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on this as well. To be completely honest, I don't give a shit about – I know it looks bad. I get it. Let me preface it by saying I know it looks bad. There is – I personally wouldn't like to see it. Like, we're all, I mean, I really hope my tight end pushes my offensive coordinator tonight if I'm Andy Reid. I, I'm not looking for that to happen. I'm right. not looking forward to that happening. But I understand the context of the situation. The pressure that are on both these men, the frustration level for Travis Kelsey has to be uh, insurmountable. I mean, he just dropped the ball that could have been a turnover. He knows he's pissed. He knows he was wrong. He knows he's, he fucked up. And then his OC is obviously frustrated because he's trying to game plan, and you're messing with that game plan of the play calls that him and Andy Reid are trying to, you know, compile here to make this offense finally have some sort of rhythm, and you're dropping passes. So of course they're pissed at each other, and there's a frustration going on. But we see these types of frustrations all the time, even with the greats like Tom Brady and Josh McDaniel. Every week you see them b- bitching at each other left and right. No, there's no actual physical touch. Yeah. My point is. Is that are we really going to separate the two? Are we really going to sit here and go, well, Travis did touch Eric Bienemy, so that makes it worse? No, it really doesn't make it worse because there was no damage to it. Because Eric Bienemy and Travis Kelsey are still working alongside each other mm-hmm. today, and I guarantee you they're not talking about that incident. Furthermore, 
I've been hearing people, even on sports talk radio, I, I don't even want to, okay, it was uh, Carrington Harrison on his afternoon show, uh, I think it was a couple days ago, talked about it and said that, well, I can't, I can't push my boss, Steven Spector, even though we're friends, I can't push him in my job. Did he really say that? He really said that. Okay. And so no no offense to, to anybody that has that, that, that thought, but that is absolutely stupid. Because of the fact that you're not playing in the NFL, yeah, context you're not, matters. You're not you're not sitting there with 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 fifty other men on your sideline, fully engaged in a violent game, <laughs> in front of seventy five plus thousand people on national television. Oh, so I apologize man. to anybody that tries to draw parallels between your job and a football player's job, but they couldn't be any more different. So yeah, if you shoved your boss at a radio station, you're probably gonna get fired. Yeah. But on a football field, in a, in the heat of a moment, on a violent game when it's been physical, 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 yeah. that's going to be a little bit more acceptable. Yeah. So, so in 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 my in general outlook on this whole thing, I wasn't bothered by it. What does bother me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna extend on just a little bit, and I'm gonna get your guys' thoughts. The only thing that bothers me about all this, and I'm gonna say it, and I know people don't like talking about it because it's still uncomfortable to this day. The only thing I didn't like about this was people trying to draw comparisons between that situation and Marcus Peters' situations for a multitude of reasons why I have a problem with that. First of all, Marcus Peters, the situation with him supposedly getting in a fight with a coach on the bus, we have no real proof that actually happened to begin right, with. Right. Second of all, y'all really have a problem with uh, him, him getting in the face of Bob Sutton, if we remember how that went for the last six years? <laughs> Y'all really would have a problem with a player saying, you know what, Bob Sutton? Fuck you, man. You're killing me out here. You're showing me up out here. You're not making adjustments out here, and we're dying because of it. As the only good, proven, consistent football player on this defensive side at that time, leading the league in turnovers, I'm a little pissed right now. So would you really be upset if he decided to take a stand against the guy that was refusing to do his job? No, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But here's the problem is that no one wants to really draw the actual parallels in this situation and why they are looked at differently. Because a lot of people are making excuses for Travis Kelsey, which I understand, and I'm totally fine with because, again, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Just like I don't think it was a big deal if, in fact, Marcus Peters did that. Because these guys want to win. They are passionate. They want to win. They want to do good. They want to contribute to wins. So when they get passionate, I would rather, I would much rather a guy get confrontational, get in the face of a coach, a coach get in the face of a player instead of the other guys that don't give a shit or just trying to collect a paycheck. Mm-hmm. I would much rather those guys. There's a baseball example, Jeff Kent. I remember them talking about this all the time about how he even said himself, I don't give two shits about baseball. I don't like baseball, but I'm good at it and I make money. Right. There's, you don't think there's guys like that in the NFL? We've had guys literally retire at halftime. In games, they don't care like some other guys do. These guys care. So I would much rather have my guys have that type of situation than Travis Kelsey dropping two passes like that and just walking on the side of the taking his helmet off and going sitting down and not caring, laughing, joking, doing his thing. And for reasons not only because of how good he knows he is, but outside of Mahomes, he's the leader of this team. He is the most experienced guy in this offense outside of Mahomes or even more than the Mahomes because he's been around longer. So he is right now one of the captains, right? So if he's, like you said, sitting on the sidelines, not giving any energy, knowing that he just blew a big play, uh, actually multiple big plays that he could have you know, caught the ball and he didn't, I would be more concerned if he wasn't showing frustration, like you've, you've said already. If he wasn't showing frustration on the sidelines, yeah, he shouldn't have touched the coach. But I think, I think in a weird way that shows the closeness 
between BNME and Kelsey because they know that there's no boundaries there. If there was like boundaries there and he was like, you know, some drill sergeant, he said, you know, yes, sir. And he sat on the bench like some kind of droid and there was no real like passion and communication there. Like me and you, dude, how many times did we get in scuffles and fights playing basketball? And we I whooped throw, your ass every time. <laughs> we would throw basketballs at each other's heads. Like, dude, that's because we, we love each other. Yeah, and that's be, I mean, dude, even or with Steve or some of our friends that we grew up with, we would always get in arguments and heated debates because we, like, we were playing sports together, whether it's soccer or basketball, baseball, whatever. We all knew we all had one same agenda, which was to win the game. And Kelsey knew he blew a big play, and we all had the same, you know, we all want the same outcome. We all want to win. Kelsey obviously is very focused on winning this year, and he wants to be a big part of that. And he knew he he did not play well. And BNME knew that too, and they're both they both want to win just as badly, and they're both very close. They both know each other very well. And there's there's just gonna be tension, man. And that's part of the game, especially football. I mean, there's no more heated game than football outside of maybe rugby, which is just a bunch of dudes running into each other. So <laughs> I mean, yeah. Great. Now you're going to get rugby Twitter. I don't care. Bring it. That's that's a strange game. I mean, I don't have much to add to that. It it, it just wasn't nothing. It it was part part of the moment, key to the moment. Uh, Like like you both said, they both want to win. They they're so close. You saw the connection that they have that they're they're getting in each other's faces. Do you know what I mean? Like the enemy came up to Kelsey. Is like, hey man, like probably like telling them like we need to make those plays. We can't just be dropping those balls. We need to, you know, like lock up and and make the. And Kelsey already knew that, mm-hmm. so he kind of maybe didn't want to hear it or something, and just kind of shoved it. Well, they both know it, Kelsey can't so, get away with that. Yeah, something's got to be said. He exactly. knows it's coming, even though he already yep. knows it. They got to so, say something. And, and I mean, that's part of the game, man. Like in soccer, we see that all the time. You don't want to be subbed out when the team's losing. Uh, the, the, when the game's so closed, like you're drawing, and he pulled that the manager pulls you out like five minutes till till the end of the game. You know, there there's instances where the players push the coach. There's instances where they 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 fucking cuss at each other. Mm-hmm. That's just part of the game. That's heat of the moment, man. You you obviously want to be part of that team that wins the game. So, so with Kelsey and Bienemy, they both want to win so bad that they were, you know, that they were just crashing because they they wanted the same outcome. Right. So I'm not, I'm not, t- I'm not thinking anything bad happened out of it. Like nothing, everything. Right. Because I, I okay. guarantee you, if you ask both men and in, in, in a very candid way, you know, would you take it back? Yes, of course they would. They, you, you really think they want to be sitting here answering questions like that when they're getting prepared for the Texas? Of course not. They don't want to be talking about this stuff. That's why I'm saying like it's it's a very heated in the moment type of situation. And we all like Trevor just addressed. I mean, Trevor and I are 14 months apart. And you how many times me and this dude ran into each other and beat try to beat the shit out of each other all the time? Did that change our relationship? No. But we had to sit there and talk to mom and dad about it a lot. Yep. And sit there. Now, how stupid do you guys feel? Well, we feel kind of fucking stupid, yeah. to be honest. But, but, won, but those moments, <laughs> those moments are going to happen. It's going to happen when you're with you gotta think about how much time these yep. guys spend together. Right. More than their families. Mm-hmm. They talk about that all the time. One of the biggest reasons why guys miss the game when they retire isn't even just about playing. It's about the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. That's a that's camaraderie. Kelsey and Eric Bienemy will be friends for the rest of their lives. That's the thing we have to look at this. We cannot be so knee-jerk in these types of situations and make this into something it's truly not because neither one of these guys are going to be talking about this. I guarantee you after the game they weren't talking about it. The only reason it's even a discussion is because of how so many people react to this type of stuff because it draws attention. And that's why I guarantee Andy Reid said and probably both down and said, guys, we can't have that stuff anymore. 
So it's just it's just a shitty situation. The biggest reason why it's even a story is because the Chiefs lost. I guarantee you if the Chiefs would have won, we're not sitting here having a subject about that, right. talking about this in a segment. So that's the point, man. And so moving – I want to move on from that just because I don't think there's much more that we can really say about it. And I don't know how much more time we have on this segment, but I'm going to make I'm going to try to make this one a little quicker. I think I'm getting to a place. Sunken place? I, I, I hate to do this. I, I really do because I don't want to be this guy. Sammy Watkins is hurt again. And I'm going to be honest. I'm just about done with him. He's listed as doubt for Sunday's game, which means he would essentially have missed half of his possible games as a Chiefs, as a Chief. This would be his 10th game missed in less than a season and a half. Yes, he did start against the Rams last year in the Broncos, but he didn't play. Mm-hmm. Yes, he started against the Colts last week, didn't play. Right. He started off this season absolutely hot with a nine reception, 198 yard, and three touchdown game. I'm thinking, holy shit, Sammy Watkins is really that guy we said he was going to be. Since week one's performance, he has 14 receptions, 167 yards, and zero touchdowns. I don't remember Tyreek Hill coming back and taking those receptions from him. Um, Byron Pringle. Again, I was very <laughs> I was very high on Sammy coming into the season. You guys remember that? Tyreek Hill or Tyreek playing or not, I was expecting big things from the season. I am now rapidly falling on the side that I didn't want to be on, the side I have done everything in my power not to be on, but I think I might just be over the Sammy Watkins experiment. Trevor, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I mean, with you saying that, that means he's going to have an absolute epic second half. God, I hope. I, <laughs> I swear, you, I'll you hold an L positive, for a month. You just did the positive jinx now, so I, now he's going to absolutely destroy your tape. I will have Clay take that bit. I will have Clay take that bit and play it for the next oh, I five hope. episodes. <laughs> I, I, I don't still, care. I know, I know it sucks, man. I've always been a Sammy truther just outside of his health because that's really the only knock on him from, from, for the most part. He's had soft tissue issues. Um he has elite upside. He could he could have the potential to be a very 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 good receiver in this league, especially in this offense. Um, but yeah, like in the last few weeks, man, he hasn't obviously been on the field for a couple, and then hasn't been performing to the way we thought he would. Um, and we've been using use him in the in the slot. I think uh, for the most part, where, where I think he thrives, and he just hasn't been getting it done, man. And uh, I don't know what I mean. Our offense as a whole has looked sloppy, so I mean I can't pin it all on him. Because we've seen Kelsey have some bad, not bad games, but bad drops, and, and you know everyone all around us, we've had no running game to open up the offense entirely. Um, I still think he will finish the season pretty strong, uh, but I th- obviously he's going to sit this week. He's, they're saying he's doubtful, so that pretty much if anytime Sammy's doubtful, he ain't playing. He ain't playing. So uh, I think yeah, it's the hamstring still is what they're saying. That soft tissue issues, issues have been the curse on his on his career so far. His young career is still what twenty five years old. I mean, he's still a kid, man. He's still got a lot to prove still. But I, I, I do think he finishes the season strong, though. I do. When when he first came to the Chiefs, uh, I already knew about his injury, injury-prone status. Uh, it was nothing new. It, it was something he had carried his short career already. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, so, to me, it wasn't no surprise when he missed those games his, his first season. Now he's missing more games. It comes to no surprise to me. The only thing that comes to a surprise to me is the price tag the Chiefs paid yep. Sammy Watkins for him to sit sit out this many games. Yeah, the Chiefs weren't expecting him to sit out, but you already knew he was a, a kind of a, a injury prone player. He was becoming that injury prone player, and you went out there and gave him this fucking huge deal that 
really he's not worth. Mm-hmm. You know, he hasn't proven it. He hasn't. So that that's the only thing I I, I give uh, Sammy. Uh, it, it's the contract. I mean, other than that, like I already knew he wasn't gonna be a hundred percent every single every single season. I already knew he was gonna be injured. At yeah, some point of the season. I mean, we know. I think we all know the importance that he has in this offense, though. Yes. Because even last year, when we were at our, when we were peaking, we were absolutely destroying people. He was a big part of the bloodline that was pushing and making. Because we saw when he was when he was in games and when he wasn't in games, how our offense, you know, we were averaging like three or four more points a game when he was out there. Just 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 the the factor of having that other elite type skill player. Not not that he's elite, but he has the upside of, of game breaking plays. As well, so having him out there is huge. I mean, McColl could definitely take that role moving forward the rest of the season if he develops as the season goes on. But I still believe in Sammy. I think he's got a big, vital role in this offense. Uh, no, no, no doubt. I mean, he's a good player. The only thing is his his dependability. Yeah, yeah. His in, you, you don't know when you're going to count on him. Right. You know? So, like, like I said, like I, I know what he can do out on the field, and I, and, and I know he's a really good player. But like, like I said, the only thing I give him is, is the the contract. That's the only issue I, mean, I have. It's, with it's. Him. I mean, I'm not comparing these two players, but you can say the same thing about Odell Beckham Jr. Because before this season even started, Odell had actually missed more games than Sammy. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, Odell is the better talent. We're not even going to have that conversation here. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you can argue that same thing. And Odell's been shit this year so far. Oh yeah, he's done nothing. I mean, I know a lot of that's Baker too, because he has no time to throw the ball, and the O line's horrible. I don't even want to get into that, but I'm just saying, like we've seen elite players, you know, really or really good players, obviously have a, a struggles with with staying on the field. Um, but I do believe I think they do. We just need to take it care of, easy with him and let him rest up, and hopefully that after this week that he can come back so, and have get over that hamstring issue because that's he, he if that keeps reaggravating, man. That, that's a that's I, a big I, I, I defend Sammy Watkins for one particular reason, and I have. And I have, and I have over and over again. It's what he did in the Patriots game in the AFC Championship. Right. I mean, he absolutely he balled out. He absolutely balled out. If it wasn't for Sammy Watkins, I don't think the Chiefs even take the right. lead in the fourth quarter. He was everything. He was, drives. He was everything that Patrick Mahomes needed in that game because Tyreek was getting shut down. We see it in flashes. We just need consistency. That's the problem. Yeah. Is it once every fifteen games we're getting that from Sammy Watkins? Like, yes, I appreciate what he did against the Jaguars. Mm. I 100 percent do. But it's like it's either that or it's he's missing a game or he's getting you know three catches for 60 yards. Yeah. It's just, there's nothing that I can build upon with him. And that's what's so frustrating is I was expecting this season to be that time. And when I saw it in week one, I'm like, holy shit, if Tyreek's out, I think we even talked about this on the show a couple times. If Tyreek Hill is out, I'm not as worried because it looks like Sammy could fill the role. It looks yeah. like he could take that on. And it's been the opposite. He's had fewer yards and only five more catches in the last five games, four games, than he did in the first game. Like that's yeah. you just that's unacceptable. Right. Like that's just it's simply unacceptable. And, and like you said, Eddie, it's about the contract. Like the dude's making a ton of money. I think he's the third or fourth highest paid player on the Chiefs right now. So that's that, that's simply unacceptable. And that's why I feel like, and we talked about this on the show, I think a week ago or a couple weeks ago. Would I want Sammy Watkins back? At this current status, no. I, I I really hope that the Chiefs move on from this whole thing because I just like exactly. I said, there's nothing that we can say with any confidence that yeah, he's gonna give us ten to fifteen games. You could probably get a cheaper wide receiver that can kind of give you the same same thing Simon Watkins is giving you, maybe one game every fifteen games. <laughs> well we know if we let him go next season, the Patriots are gonna pick him up. So And he's gonna be hurt. So I might think about keeping him here. 
Yeah, well, we can talk about that another I'm just time. Saying, that's gonna, probably going to happen. I mean, sixty-nine-year-old yeah, Tom Brady. I don't know if we can get him. Watch up. him have a fully healthy season that <laughs> that year. That'd be so <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I can't that see. I, I don't know. I, I can't see Sammy Watkins being the chief next year yeah. for the simple fact that he hasn't even. And, and maybe Trevor, maybe Trevor will be right. And and I say this now, and then Sammy goes out there this week and the week after, the yeah. week after, and just puts on a you know a clinic. And then I'm sitting here going, "Damn, I'm glad I was wrong." Yeah. But am I sitting here right now looking at that and going, "Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen." No, I mean because obviously he's not playing this week, and I don't know if when he's coming back because I, last last season we thought, "Oh, it'll just be a week or two, and he ends up missing I think seven games. Like he didn't, he missed like the last fourth of the season. Get, didn't come back into the playoffs. That's yeah. for the, the foot injury. He we can't he, have he that this year. He, had, he was limited in practice all week, right? And then he's doubtful. So uh, it's it's the hamstring, uh, man. That's what uh, that's what sucks. It's that those are the damn things. If they, that keep if they you, rest him this week, they'll rest him on Thursday against the Broncos, and he'll prob- probably make a return during the Packers game. I probably. Oh. We shall see, man. But we're gonna take a break again, guys. When we come back, we're going to hopefully have our guy Jay Binkley on because I want to get into the Frank Clark discussion a little bit. And there is literally no one else better to talk about that than the guy that wanted him more than anybody in Kansas City. Jay Binkley was the biggest, and I would say the pioneer amongst everybody out here talking Chiefs that wanted Frank Clark. And I just kind of want to get his ideas on what he thinks has happened so far, what he thinks is going wrong, and how he thinks that Frank Clark can make it right. We'll get back to that after this. Visit Local Foundry in downtown Lee Summit, Eastern Jackson County's biggest selection of local-made and inspired goods. They carry apparel, jewelry, prints, decor, and more. The store is also filled with various vintage finds. Come and see us on Market Street. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast, segment number four. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz. Yo, yo, yo. Trevor Twidwell. Hey there. And guess who made it in, guys? Our buddy from 610 Sports Radio, Jay freaking Binkley. Let's give it up for Jay Binkley. So is the show went good tonight, man. I take it. Yeah, it went well. Yeah, I hope. I mean, I don't know. If you guys didn't know, Jay Jay does Beak at night. Um, he does. Uh, I believe it's six to nine, right? Yeah, six to nine or seven to nine. Hey, depends oh, on the seven night, nine yeah. depends on the night. And then uh, you do rush the field. Yeah. Uh, give the college people, football. Yeah, yeah, great yeah. stuff. When, when when can they find you on that? Uh, Thursday nights, eight to nine. Thursday nights, and we do uh, Chiefs post with Pete. Uh, Hell yeah. Sundays, so Hell yeah, man. That's perfect. Stay busy. Absolutely. Heck yeah. Well, I was actually listening to uh, your show on the way here. And there's a couple things I wanted to get your thoughts on. First of all, obviously we know that there's a lot of Chiefs talk that you, you know you tackled tonight. Mm-hmm. And but the first thing I want to get to, and it actually has nothing to do with the Chiefs, is I heard you say it. And I don't know if it was just an in passing comment, but it stuck with me, and I wanted to talk to you about it. And it has to do with last night's game against the Giants and Patriots. Mm-hmm. You were talking pretty confidently about the Patriots' offense and how you think they're just going to get it back together. Oh yeah, yeah. There's well, no question about it. Okay, well. I, I have a little bit of an issue with that for, for a couple of reasons. One. It's the Patriots. Okay, but here's the thing. Where's they still uh, they still like number three in scoring? Yes, but, but let's, let's put – I'm, I'm not going to be the guy that tries to challenge – I'm not going to be the guy that tries to challenge Binkley on football knowledge, but what I will you say – their schedule. Yeah. Okay, that obviously. My point is is that their scoring is not primarily their offense that's scoring points. No, it's defense. Exactly. Smart, so yeah. their, their, their numbers are pretty inflated. You know what, I'll take the number offense. one defense. So I'll take that defense that, defense that I got. That, that I will not debate that you on. That defense plus Tom Brady, those receivers. Yep. That, that I will not debate you on. But here's another thing. They just lost Josh Gordon. I don't know when they're going to get him back. You know, there's here a, comes AJ Green. Right. <laughs> they're not done. They're, they're not done. They're going to do it. I mean, they had AB for a reason because they needed him. 
Now they didn't get it. Now they don't have they AD. Look a little desperate. They look a little I, desperate. Like I refuse, and I have done this before. Like I refuse to say they're washed yeah. or they're done. People were doing this in 2014 when the Chiefs beat them 43 to 14. And they've been at several Brady Super Bowls benched, since then. Yeah. And when they, yeah, um, Brady and then Belichick's asked about benching Brady. Right. And then all of a sudden they go out and win yeah. several Super Bowls and go to another one. I mean, they just keep doing it. So I'm far for putting dirt on that team. No, I don't want to put dirt on them. That's the last thing I'm but trying especially to Especially in this in the AFC. I mean, it, clearly the agreement yeah, And we just got to talk about that, about how I think the Chiefs are still very much Super Bowl worthy for two, two primary reasons. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And the AFC is just that bad. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. My point is this, though, is I think that we're seeing weaknesses in the in the Patriots' offense that we have not seen in the, at least in several years with the Patriots' offense because of the fact that you're seeing Tom Brady yep. show signs that he's actually his age. Yep. Like before, he's been able to mask it, but you saw the throw to Julian Edelman last yep. night. How terribly that was! Now I know it's the wind and all this other yep. stuff. My point is that throw was, was so bad. His footwork looked bad. He looked scared to death when a guy was within five feet of him. Yeah. Those are the kinds of things that I'm seeing from the Patriots offense and the fact they're lacking. Like, they're so desperate right now for weapons. Yep. They have their drunk owner on live TV going, well, Gronkowski hasn't exactly put in his retirement oh, papers. Back. Until he comes back in December. Dude, I don't like, think it happens. He's like 50 pounds underweight. I don't He'll think it happens. I think he's too happy doing what he's doing. He's He'll on Fox it. now. He's about to sign with WWE, from what I'm hearing. Like, he's got Selling all this CD other stuff. Just wait till his cameo. He's not taking hits. He's not taking hits. I, I don't see I, I know I know the narrative is there. My point is, I think, and I, I definitely think the Patriots are Super Bowl contender. Let's not mix words here. Let's not act like they're not. Mm. But they're not a, they're not a Super Bowl contender anymore because of Tom Brady. No, no, he's different. I mean, this this should be it. I mean, we had a discussion with somebody like this got to get one. Mm-hmm. And the running game is different. I mean, last year this team averaged 161 yards a game yeah. on the ground in the postseason. They still ran the ball very effectively, and that took some pressure off Tom. But he still threw for 300 yards in two of those playoff games. And, and yeah. was effective. It's just that Belichick with that defense, you know, what will that defense do to you? Does it just enough offense to get you by? Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't think their offense is as bad as our defense. That was my point on that whole call. Yeah, that for sure. They were comparing that their offense to our defense. No. And I just, yeah, it's not know, what, I mean, come on. What, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I obviously do. So there's the Chiefs and the Patriots right now, one and two. And then who's that second tier? We'll find out if Houston is a real player or not Sunday. Yeah. Well, getting back to the Chiefs, um, you know, I remember you came on our show. I believe it was in either early May or uh, late April. And we talked about a free agent that you would really like. I asked you, I was like, you know, who's out there that you would really like, Bink? And you said Frank Clark, and you did not hesitate. Mm-hmm. And honestly – once you started talking about him, and I heard you talk about it on, on radio, oh. and I was like, man, hey, you know what? This seems like the guy that we could really use here in Kansas yeah. City. Well, through five weeks, I would say that it goes without say that it's been pretty underwhelming from Frank Clark. No, no question about it. You don't make the move. He knew that he played like this. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, this is not him, man. This is not the guy that had a relentless motor. I mean, he grew up homeless. He was hungry. Um, literally, and you know, he wanted to prove himself, had a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. That $100 million sometimes brings that chip down a little bit. As Trez only says, that contract here is undefeated. Famously says that, yeah. And, you know, I'm disappointed in it. He has been drawing some double teams. There's some games that I, I think he's getting kind of an unfair shake. He does set the edge. Okay, it, it has been with the Chiefs. I thought he did a nice job in that Baltimore game. But, uh, no, he's got to step up without Chris Jones. He's the man. Yeah. He's going to get all the attention. It's got to be, Jones this, it's gotta be this week, too, against that battle line. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, when he was a double team, Chris Jones was getting his double right. team. And 
you know, Ogbach can be effective at times if he's left alone. We had sure. nine pressures a couple of weeks ago. He's and shown it, yeah. A couple and a half, you know, two and a half sacks. And when he was down in Cleveland, teams ran the ball to his side, that left side, more than two yards more per carry without him in the lineup. So he can do it. But what, what can Frank do? He's going to be getting that attention. He did get the attention a little bit from the Colts. They chipped him with the tackle. Then they had Quentin Nelson come in and hit him. And then they had the back. And there were several times where he had that pressure. But no Chris Jones? Yep. You're going to take Frank Clark out because you know eventually this guy is going to turn it on. I mean, he's too good of a player not to turn it on. Mm-hmm. But Houston Texans give a bunch of sacks. They go to 18. That's fifth in the league. Well, Sean Watson's been sacked 99 times since 2017. <laughs> Jesus. 26 starts. Mahomes at 22 starts at uh, 32 sacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. a big difference. And Laramie Tunsil makes a difference, but does he make that much of a difference? And again, they didn't give up any sacks last week, but the week before is like six sacks. Yeah, that's the Falcons defense. Frank right? Clark. You know, I've been saying, wait patient. You know, give me a quarter season. Quarter season came. No no production. Been waiting for it. Where are you at, Frank? Right. And then last game, where are you at, Frank? You know, I want to see something this week. God I want to see something this week from Frank Clark. He's got to step up. There's no other choice. Because right now, the only guy with the attitude and fire is the Honey Badger. Mm-hmm. He's the only one calling him out, saying, we got to get better. we got to get more chemistry. we got to start hitting people, defenses, and attitude. I don't hear this from Frank. I hear it from the Honey Badger. But I'm from Frank. Yeah, that's interesting you say that because I remember during training camp, Frank was one of the more vocal players on that. Not only the junk, just the defense. He talked more junk than anybody. Talking about let my let me gotta let her nuts hang. Yeah, you know, he was talking. He talked junk all the time. You and I were at training camp a lot, and I heard him from the stands talking shit. So I get it. And it and now all of a sudden, like you said, it's it's all Tyron Matthew, which is fine with me because the dude's the leader of the of the defense, but Frank's just kind of gone quiet. The only thing I remember him saying on Twitter is that sacks pay the bills or sacks yeah. feed my family, you know, whatever the case was. That's all true, but when is it that's, that's going to turn? And, I, and again, I'm glad I'm talking to you about this because, like I said, you were the one that really pioneered the idea of getting Frank Clark here. Hindsight's 2020. Just you probably be better, to be honest with you. That's what led to D Ford, I'm not a D Ford guy, so <laughs> yeah. don't ask me about D Ford. No, I, yeah, I But uh, Frank Clark's tougher than D Ford. Yeah. But Justin Houston. He looked good again. I could maybe buy that, you know, yeah. yeah. He still had a little bit, and they had a 4-3 in Indy. Get rid of him here because you're going to 4-3 and 4-3. He's three still got game. some left in the he tank. He does. He yeah. good. And maybe he's motivated for the Chiefs. I don't I'm know. Oh, he got up on that game. He looks better than Frank does this year. That's without a doubt. So uh, I, 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 I started I started the show tonight talking about you know <clears throat> the, the, the loss against the Colts. It's not – for me, it's not about a loss. I can accept a loss because they happen. What I can't accept is a loss because you came out and played terrible on yep. all three phases of the game. On a game in a game that should have been a convincing win for the Chiefs, and so I, I'm hearing a lot of narratives out there about how people are saying, "Well, they needed this loss to wake them up." For me, hmm. if you're a Super Bowl worthy team, no. you don't you don't take losses. Oh, we needed that. No, that's not what Super Bowl teams no. do. Patriots no. don't do that. You don't let teams surprise you. You, you don't see that. A yeah. loss is never good. It's never good. Exactly. And so I saw that. I saw that, and I said, "Man, where do the Chiefs go from here, Jay?" Because of the fact that I do again believe they are a Super Bowl worthy team. And I do believe that they can bounce back because they are going to get healthier. But my point is, is how how much do the Chiefs need to struggle in order for them to finally come out to come together as a team? And I'm not just talking about the players, I'm talking about the coaches, because I think Spagnolo deserves a lot of criticism right now because there's yeah. supposed to be this change. I'm not seeing a lot of change. Yeah, I'm not saying there isn't change. No. I'm not seeing enough change because you know, like I like we talked about last week, I said Spagnuolo does make adjustments, and that's the ultimate difference between him and Bob Sutton. Yeah. But here's the thing: just because you make adjustments, don't mean they're good adjustments. No, and I thought Andy Reid was out coached as well, yeah. and I haven't yet to say that. When you have a team struggling against man defense, change it up. They should have run the ball more. 
I yeah. mean, even Sean Salisbury, he comes on with Sean Vern. I, I, I cut the clip and I played it and had a Louie at the end. He was saying exactly what I've been saying. I, I don't want to take the ball out of Pat Mahomes' hands. Right. But at 325 in the second quarter, he's limping. Run the football. I don't know if Tyree we trust can, the line, though. Well, but here's block. A, yeah, Tyreek Hill was gone. So he's out of the equation. Sammy Watkins was out of the equation. And the play-action pass became out of the equation. Right. That equation. was the first man. And he's so good at the play-action pass that they become – became irrelevant because you weren't showing even the threat it mix it up, of yeah. running the football. I thought that was a problem. Dave Tobe was happy with special teams. And I yeah. see the Anthony Thomas still catching the football <laughs> inside the five-yard line. Yeah. And it's a head-scratcher. But as far as a loss, the Lions was a wake-up game. I actually like the Lions game because that woke the Chiefs up a little yeah. bit. They still scored 27 points well, on we offense. Adjusted. We adjusted. They had a two-minute drill. That's what Mahomes needed. That game was more important than the Jags game, more important than the Raiders. Right. But they've got – Got got to start getting off to a better start. They did yeah. swag back. We did it all you're last year. You're down ten to nothing to the Raiders. Down six to nothing to the, to the uh, Ravens. Down uh, down ten to nothing to the Lions. Down seven to three. And teams like the Jaguars, we scored seventeen points in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. They they ran the ball effectively. They were five yards of carry. Yeah, but they had eighty one yards. But they had to, to shift in the throwing guard and Minshew so many times because they couldn't run the football because of the clock. So the Chiefs have got to get that swagger back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before you, I think Tyreek helped. Before you came on the show, that's exactly what I was talking. I was talking to Trevor and, and Eddie about is the fact that I think right now, because of the fact that I don't know if the Chiefs can really get better at this rush defense, I don't know if it's going to get any better this year. It's an attitude thing. Yeah, I think it's an attitude thing, but I also think Absolutely. that I, I think that any running back that comes against the Chiefs is going to have a pretty decent game unless I see something different, and the string of running backs that are coming are, are just going to get better. So. Uh, I mean, they're not exactly playing well, the best of the big yeah. on Johnson. He got, was averaging 2.6, third worst in the NFL. Exactly. I mean, we're not we're not facing yeah. the cream of the crop. But now you're going to be facing Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones and these other good Things running backs. Change. Exactly. Yep. So what I'm saying is I think right now as it's currently constructed, the way the Chiefs are playing defense, I think their best defense is like what you just said, is the offense coming out and being sharp and effective and scoring touchdowns early, especially for a matchup like the Texans. This is going to be the first offense that I think can – ultimately trade blows with the Chiefs. I think they're the type of offense that can come in here and scare, score 30-plus points. I'm not saying they will. My point is the Chiefs have to prepare for that. So they did go in there and score two to three touchdowns in the first quarter because for the last four straight weeks, the Chiefs have been held out of the end zone in the first quarter. That's unacceptable. That Dictate cannot the happen. Action. Take the action. Them. So many years, the Baltimore Ravens and Ray Lewis, man, Ed Reed, and the guy, they dared people to run for 100 yards against them. Mm-hmm. Come, you can't do it. You can't do it. They said you can't do it, and they didn't let them do it. And they didn't do it. And they go the full season without you letting Bershaw yeah, run out of your team. They had pride right. in that. They dictated the action. What you did was to counteract what they did good, and the Chiefs' offense was so good, teams were having to adjust to what the Chiefs were doing offensively. Mm-hmm. They need to get back to that swagger. And, you know, for Mahomes, who, who do you have? Watkins lead the first week. And then it was D-Rob. And then it was Hardman. Different and then it was Kelsey. Yeah. And then it's Pringle. Five different games, five different leading receivers. Great. That's great for Pat Mahomes spreading the ball around. Yeah. But he needs consistency. Yep. They need that swagger back. Tyreek Hill brings the swagger. I swear Jay was listening back. to the show before he got in here. Well, no, like, I'm just saying your home run hits back. He makes your running game better yeah. because he diverts so much attention to that extra safety that was going to come up in the box to stop your running game. He's now helping the corner out on a guy like Tyreek Hill. Hey, D. Robin, these guys, they're okay. But this, Carrington had a great stat on where these guys ranked once he'll – it's terrible. It's like Simi Watkins, 62nd reception since he's – no one's stepping up. Right. And Hardman runs the wrong routes Yeah, a lot he's, of the time. And he's not there way. when Pat's looking for him. They need that consistency with Tyreek. they got to have weapons like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. 
And I'll tell you what else is hurting them. And I know people were high on Damian Williams. Kareem Hunt's hurting them. Not having that that stable, steady running back to go along with your weapons like Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. People were high. Well, the Chiefs can have anybody run the football. That's not true. Yeah, I don't think it's true. Damian Williams, most carries he's ever had in the season is 50. He made he had what one rush in the preseason had a nice wheel route catch. That yeah, doesn't carry we've, been through, we've, been, we've been running through the air, man. We haven't had anybody. McCoy's been our only real true running back so far, and they, he's they said the pass protection. That's what he did. He's been great at pass protection. Yeah. There's a couple of times he's been ISO'd, and you know Darwin Thompson being inactive that hurt because yeah. they might have because of the way the lines playing, they may need more of a scattier back yeah. to create that separation. And unfortunately, Watkins. Who was active? Who only played two plays, right. and you had to inactivate a guy like Darwin Thompson, right. who helps you more in that game. Darwin Thompson would have. He's a scat back. That, yeah, that is kind of a weird thing because I, I do think we do. I, I think we all can agree that Lashawn Boy has been a great addition to this point to this team, and he's been a very nice change of pace back. And if it wasn't for that fumble, he would. I think he would have had himself one of the plays of the game because I think the Chiefs could have scored on that drive. That could have been the ever flow. Of the who game. knows? Yeah. Who, yeah. Exactly. Game. Exactly. And and and. I do agree, though. I do. I would like to see Darwin Thompson finally get an opportunity in this offense because at this point, it really can't get much worse from the backfield. It really can't. Like we don't trust Daryl Williams can do anything of, of of real substance. Damian Williams is really starting to look like that running back from the Dolphins. They didn't give Daryl much of a chance. Right, right. he ran a four seven He's at the combine, slow, but, yeah. but he had a really fast run. What was his next gen stats? Hitting yeah. twenty miles an hour. Yeah, you know, football speed's different. Yeah, he, did really, he was slow at the combine, but he's bruising style. You know, three yards on a cloud of dust. You know, they need that from time to time. I'm, all, I'm not opposed to it. That's why I'm saying, like, what you're saying is making total sense because of the fact that, although I am 100% against taking the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, the fact is, is that if we can control and pace the offense and give him some – take the pressure off not only Patrick Mahomes but also the offensive line because the offensive line is so banged up right now. He's limping. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. And he's been limping since week one. Do you guys feel like I do? They're putting a lot on – they're putting a lot of pressure on Pat. What they're doing is saying, go bail us out every game. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly what they're saying. He can, but you don't want to – I mean, just like Tyron Matthew, you know, we need to step up when the offense is not there. We need to step up and do our job. Like the defense – there's going to be games where he's not great and the defense has to step up. I mean, that's what what makes the Patriots good. Games that Tom has not been there, the defense has stepped up. The running game has stepped up. You know, other people have to step up and don't just rely so heavily. They they, they 100% put everything on his shoulders. Absolutely. And they took away the play action from him and said, go win us a game. I mean, he's not, he's not a magician. He's the best quarterback in my t- opinion. He's not getting time to throw the ball. But he's not a magician. Right. right. You know, help him out a little bit. He, you know, don't, don't put too much pressure on him. I felt like he had way too it's, much it's pressure da- on him. It's game. dangerous. It's, and I said this in our, in our previous segment. It's dangerous to rely on Magic Mahomes because it's there. You, you saw that even the touchdown throw he had against the Colts yeah, was cool. magical. It yeah. was absolutely magical. Only him can make that throw in the NFL right now. Yeah. But that's not what you can bank on. It's not going to be every single week that can happen. It's just not realistic. When Teams they, are playing them differently. Didn't you, I yeah. noticed this last year with the yeah. Ravens game, the one that went to OT. I noticed it in Seattle, the way Pete Carroll played the Chiefs. I noticed it when the Chargers came in here. Anthony Lynn even said it the week before the, the, the coach there. He said, Use your offense as a defense. And, and teams did start playing the Chiefs a little bit differently. You're noticing this year. Yeah. The, the, the Lions model carried over the Colts. The Colts had two guys making their first. They're both corners went out in that game. Desir mm-hmm. left the game. The more left the game. Both safeties were out, including right. together. Their third third leading tackler. We missed the linebacker, missed the defensive lineman. I mean, I understand what Andy's thinking. We can throw on this team. 
but you can run on them too. They were giving up 5.3 per mm-hmm. going into that game. Do you, let me ask you a question, Jay. 5.5. Yeah. The Chiefs are They're a 5.5 right. going in that game. Do, yeah. do you believe, because you know how the NFL, everyone's got a, uh, a reputation or a way that people perceive them. Do you believe the Chiefs are perceived as a soft team in the NFL? And that's not necessarily a negative thing because they're still effective. I, I think it's yes. And one of the more respected teams in the NFL. But do you think that teams look at them and go, oh, I mean, they're not tough? Well, you know, guys like Fisher have been perceived like that in the past because of what James Harrison would do to him. I mean, James Harrison just. He'd body him, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the way Ryan Hunter <laughs> was just everybody, but used yeah. as a, a road grader in that game, you know, knocked on the ground. Kelsey's tough. Yeah. Uh, Terry Kill's definitely tough. Um, you know, we kind of miss that Heinz Ward presence at wide receiver like the Steelers, you know, that tough. I believe the Honey Badger's tough. Um, I think Hitchens at times can be – I think Frank Clark can be tough, but he's just not showing it. Chris Jones definitely can. But I think a lot of teams may see him as finesse at this time. Yep. They need to get that punch in the mouth, you know, gut check yeah. with this team. I do believe they can be nasty. But they're not playing that. We've been on the opposite end of that, though. We've been hitting our mouth. I don't think the Chiefs the Colts, the Colts, That was physical. Year. The Colts. Yeah. If you ask me who was more physical, the Colts, the Chiefs, Colts. 100%. Oh, yeah. Detroit for 90% of the game. Because although the defense last year was bad, I don't think they were perceived as soft, if that makes sense, because they were a very aggressive style of defense where they were getting to the quarterback. And for the majority of the season when Kareem Hunt was there, yeah. you saw that this team was not soft on the offense either. They were finesse for sure. But they didn't have – there was not a – there was not a softness to them. And I no, feel like I, this year you're, you're seeing it where they're completely avoiding the run game entirely. And their quarterback's tough as nails. Absolutely. Let's not even question yeah. it. The, the point is, is I, I think that teams aren't coming into Kansas City or playing the Chiefs period and thinking, shit, man, this team's going to beat us up really yeah. tough. I don't think that's the because we're not a team that's winning in the trenches right now. Right. And, and the trenches is where and, your strength is built, man. You, and, Baltimore and, and, needs to be sore. And I know you, Bink. I know you, Bink. too. It's teams like that. I know your style. You love – you loved what the Patriots did last year. I know you've talked about it so many times. They went old school. Yep. They ran the ball in the playoffs. They played fundamental defense, and they just beat you in they the kept face. They the first, second, sixth highest scoring offenses, the 10 total they points won in the a first su- half. They, they won the Super Bowl with man. a quarterback who had two touchdowns and three interceptions Shut in the playoffs. Shut the high-powered Rams right now. Yeah. I mean, my I mean, God. everybody zigged, they zag. So, so my, my question, though, Jay, the reason I bring that up is, do you think the Chiefs can win a Super Bowl the way they are? Yes, because I, I do believe in Mahomes. And get this team healthy, I believe they can do it. I believe they could have done it last year even with that defense. For sure. I mean, I think they would have beat the Rams yep. in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. To be quite honest with you. Yep. Now, the Saints would have given them more of a, a run, I think, if Drew Brees had been there in the Saints. Right. Had they call gone their way. But I think they can win it. But you know what? Getting a shootout with them. You know, I dare teams to because that's that's what I was just that's saying. What yeah. Getting a yeah, shootout yeah. with them. They want that. Yep. You know, but teams, you guys have seen Princeton play. I've used Princeton and Virginia. When they play basketball, it's frustrating. Oh, yeah. I can't even stand it's the slow watch way them. Down. I can't even stand to watch them. It's so slow. <laughs> this is what teams want to do to the Chiefs. They want to they want to go Princeton. And I know it's Indy scored 19 points. Basketball. That's what they wanted. Yep. Indy wanted that game. Keep Mahomes over on the sideline, and we'll run the football. What, that 14-play drive they had? Come yeah, on, man. They just got a field goal out of it. That was yeah. – you know, that was just being physical. I mean, Quentin Nelson. Right. I give Ballard credit. I mean, he flipped that offensive line. They gave up the most sacks in 17, the fewest in 18. Drafted Quentin Nelson in the first round, Braden Smith from a late the south in the second round. Yep. I mean, they, they flipped that offensive line. They're tough. Yep. They play physical. How, how are you feeling about this matchup this week, Bink? I'm actually feeling good. I think the Chiefs, and just some of the things Kelsey was saying, I know people, um, you know, would talked about him and, you know, beating the man coverage and all this, but he – Talk about changing the mentality. 
And I like that. He was he had a real serious tenure about changing the mentality, kind of a, you know, and I think Mahomes is like that, you know, like that cutthroat. Mm-hmm. They know how good they are. You know, they've had two games now that's been a little rough. Yeah. And to go 0-2 at Arrowhead to start a season, I don't see it happening. Hurts the pride, I don't man. see it happening. Yeah. If Houston's been way up and down, I know they look great against the Falcons, but they've had some duds this year. And too. the Falcons are a horrible defense, yeah. too. So And you can't judge off one game. The Patriots won and two last year after three games. True. In week three, they were beaten by the Lions 26-10. to, 10. to 10. Yeah. yeah. Week three. And then they lost to the Titans, the exact same score. Yeah, and they got drilled by the Dolphins beat them, the, uh, yeah. the Jags beat them. I mean, they had their duds, man. They, like they had blowouts. The Chiefs didn't have. I mean, they've been within one score of everybody. They everybody right there. Yeah. The only difference between us this year is, is just not yeah. is starting slow, and that's yeah. been that's been our Achilles heel so far this year. Is just us not jumping out in front of teams and making forcing them to throw the ball. Now teams can take advantage of the, us not scoring early and just yeah. running it down our throats and controlling the clock. And that's how we've been losing the games because we've we've shown that teams cannot outshoot us outside of that Rams game, which was a crazy game. There was it was a turnover fest as well, but. Yeah, I mean we've got we've got to jump out ahead of teams. We gotta we gotta score like we know we can. And when, like you said, Tyreek being game. back, yeah, Make exactly. Play, play at our tempo and not not play down to the yeah, level of competition the, we're facing. Like, we talked earlier. The Chiefs are a team built. They're front running team. They're a front running team. Yes, they, they, they're not built to come from behind. So you, that's why they have to look at this game against the Texans because well, they yes, can with that passing. Game. Sure, I feel like they, they, yeah. they come back. And, I mean, sure, they're down to then the Raiders. They are able to come back with, right. the, with, with the arm of Patrick Mahomes. Right. I, I really feel that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, I mean, the three of their four wins this season, the Chiefs had control of the game. Yeah. Okay, even with the Raiders, they went they went down ten to nothing. I still felt like the Chiefs were going to come back to the game. It was just a matter of time, and then they did, and they just kind of rolled through the rest of the game. The Lions game was different, and that's why I love the game too because it showed the greatness of Mahomes in a way that yeah. people weren't expecting. We we're expecting it. him to throw four or five touchdowns every week. He didn't throw any touchdowns, but he was still just as effective and won the game for the Chiefs. When he had the ball in his hands at the end. I wouldn't see it. Yeah, we were. I mean, and I felt I great, yeah, it. and he did it. It was, it was very good. John Elway esque for yeah, sure. It was. But. Uh, and by the way, he was never won a ring until he had Troll Davis. That's a good point. That's a very good point. And so, you know, coming coming, to, I'm assuming you feel good about this game also because I think you are expecting Tyreek Hill to play. Mm-hmm. How effective do you think he will be, and how much do you think the defenses will respect? Because obviously, you're not going to be able to play man coverage like these last two teams yeah. have done against the Chiefs. They're going to play a lot more zone, and that's when Patrick yeah. eats. So, even how Ro- you feel? Even Romeo said that he goes, "Well, they're going to throw a deep, right? So, I'm going to come out and gun it, man. Hardman, bring the speed, bring the zone, man." D-Rob, they can all fly. Hardman, Tyreek Hill, bring it to them, man. Let's go vertical. Yeah. yeah. Let's That's- stretch the field out, open up the middle for Travis Kelsey. That'll open up the running lanes. Uh, if they decide to let run LaShawn McCoy in the game, which they should, um, you know, I'm, I'm – no, I'm tired of Damian. All right, just <laughs> give it to McCoy. So you're done with Damian. You're- no, I'm not done with Damian. Damian's a fine receiver out of the backfield, but he's kind of becoming a one-trick pony. Right. You know, give me – I mean – People fall off the cliff in the NFL fast. He was an effective runner at the end of the year. He's not a consistent runner. Right. He doesn't have very good lateral movement, though. Yeah. He's a very straight line runner. He has a hard time finding the gaps. And Watkins needs to start playing, too. Yeah. Come on. Now, that's one like my next question I was going to ask you, because I've been a very big-time defender, and we'll, we'll go to a break in a second, but real quick, I, I've been a big defender of Sammy Watkins since he's been here. I loved what he did against the Patriots in the AFC Championship. I loved how he stepped up in, in big moments. What he did against the – uh, Jaguar was amazing. Nine catches, 198 yards, three touchdowns. Since then, 14 catches, 167 yards, zero touchdowns. Oh. Are you giving up on Sammy Watkins, or do you think he can still do something this season and contribute positively to the Chiefs? Well, I think he can contribute. I mean, he, he showed that whenever Tyreek's getting the attention. I mean, look at the Jaguar game. He showed up. He shows up in certain games, mm-hmm. and he's very good yards after the catch. 
Um, sure, you may not help him now, but it'll help him towards the end of the year. And I do feel having that number two, solid number two receiver on the field does help. Because if Tyreek's going to get the extra attention, hey, Sammy Watkins can burn you at times. And he's shown that consistency. Now, the toughest factor, you put that in. Detroit Lions, Justin Coleman had it. Knocked yeah. the ball out of his hands twice. He even waited for him to get up. He went to hammerjack the ball out of his hands. Justin Coleman was all over him with the Lions. Heck yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to get Jay's thoughts a little bit more about actually Patrick Mahomes. Has Is Patrick Mahomes a better quarterback now than he was last season, even though his numbers aren't showing it? And is the field catching up to Patrick Mahomes? We'll get back to that after this. Casey Hard Goods is the brainchild of local Kansas City degenerate Scott Reinerson. Born from a passion of old materials and custom designs, specializing in reclaimed wood, burned art and signs, and upcycled leather wallets and accessories. Follow Casey Hard Goods on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number Cinco. I am your host, Lance Tool, here inside the KC Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz, yo, yo, yo. Trevor Twidwell, what up? and 610 Sports Radio's Jay Binkley. Huh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're doing good, man. I'm glad you're, we're glad you're here tonight, man. I think it's been at least a I would say five, six weeks since you guys been on. I think last time yeah. Mr. Mr. Wachowski was on the show with you. But, uh, it doesn't even feel like it's been that long. Before the season started, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's been a while. It's, it, was, it was dead heat in the summertime, I think. But uh, glad to have you back on, man. I appreciate you coming on after your show. Very, very kind of you. Um, I, we did tease that I wanted to talk about Mahomes and, and, and the situation because it feels like all the national narratives now are they're throwing new names to, to try to compete yeah. with him as far as a rivalry. They're still mm-hmm. trying to find that rival. Before we get to that, though, I actually want to talk, because we, we touched on it a little bit, about the whole Travis Kelsey-Eric Bieniemy situation when he shoved when Travis Kelsey shoved Eric Bieniemy mm-hmm. on the sidelines. My personal viewpoint on it is I don't really – it doesn't bother me at all because I played sports growing up, and I know you did too, Bink, and those are the types of situations that happen quite often, especially between two people that are very close and very competitive. I didn't look at that as a very negative thing. In fact, I don't think many people would, or if any, would look at it that way if they would have won the game. I think it's just a negative narrative that's played because of the fact that it yeah. had something to do with a loss, and Travis Kelsey was frustrated, and Eric Bieniemy was a coach, and how dare he shove his coach. But a lot of people I don't think really understand the context of the situation. It's a violent game. These guys' emotions are high. Sunday night football at home, you're, frust- you're losing in a frustrating fashion. I'm willing to overlook this because of the multitude of situations and variables in that con- in that context. If this was some rookie guy that didn't have a good relationship with Eric Bieniemy and shoved him, a little bit of a different situation. Even though I still probably wouldn't be upset about it, but I want to get your thoughts on it, Bink. I know you touched on it a little bit tonight on your show, but if you could give our listeners a little bit of your viewpoint, at least it wasn't Andy Reid because it was Andy Reid and we said this. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> maybe he's first year with Bieniemy and there can't be man coverage. Right. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I think Bieniemy was getting on, on him a little bit about ball security. I think. Oh, no doubt. The problem pulled him out of the game. Yeah. It's never good. I, here's the thing. I, I'm with you though, as far as the passion of the game, but. You know, this, this team has shown itself being undisciplined at times. They were number one in the NFL in penalties last year by 12, mm-hmm. number one in penalty yardage last year, uh, fourth in penalty yardage this year. Uh, they're down the list like eight or tenth in penalties, uh, but 11 penalties, 125 yards. That's a sign of being undisciplined, to be honest with you, just a little bit of sign because that holds drives that they're in. But I'm with you. I remember Des Bryant getting a lot of crap when he was in, mm-hmm. in Dallas and throwing a fit, but Sometimes those guys just want to win. You know, it's not just throw me the ball. It's, you know, they want to win. And I and I think Kelsey's like that. And, he, you know, he goes and gives the enemy a hug. Those guys are friends. I mean, right. they're good companions. And 
you know, stuff gets out of control. And sometimes guys are just hyper competitive, man. But I'll take those guys any day. Just I never forget, you know, Dayton Moore made a comment one time about Yordano. And because I was I was always a fan of his flair and the fact that he defended his teammates and threw the ball at you or whatever. I like that about Yordano. And Dayton said you can always, you know, try to rein them in a little bit, but it's hard to bring that fire up. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Certain people, you can't bring that fire, but you can kind of tame the fire. And Travis does learn whenever he does something, you know, a little bit. Especially now. Yeah, yeah and he's done. He's matured. Yeah. He's yeah. matured up. He's a team leader. And, but, yeah, I think it was more of a passion thing yeah, than but, anything. And it didn't escalate into anything big. They just two guys. And then this stuff happens a lot. There's a lot of cameras out there. Right. A lot of cameras out there. That stuff happens more than you think. Practice Absolutely. Too, man. Yeah. That's the thing is that I, I, I would – to that point, I said that earlier too about – how I would much rather have a guy that cares that much yeah. to where he, him and his coach are getting into it than the dude that messes up like Travis did twice. And then goes and pouts. And, and just, yeah, yeah, goes and sits down, puts a towel over his head. I would much rather have – I would much rather have to calm a guy down yeah. than to have to be like, hey, man, where, where, where are you at mentally right now? Yeah. Like you know Travis is engaged. You know he wants to win. You know he's doing what he can to help his team, and he's frustrated because he's doing the opposite in that moment. So, right. of course, him and Eric Bean are going to get into it. I, I, I look at this as something that is a non-story in my opinion. I know CDOT even tried to make a comparison at, 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 on his show today about – you know, if if I push Steven Spector, I would be fired. It's a much different situation than working in radio. No offense to anybody that does. My point is, it, it's a different context. You're on you're on a field playing yeah. a violent sport. You're in the heat of a moment. Going where seventy thousand seventy thousand plus people are watching. A lot of money. Yes, <laughs> seventy thousand plus people are watching in the stadiums. Millions of people it's are watching on TV. Us. It's a different world. Yes. Like Clayton Kershaw holding his head. Oh my God, I feel so bad. <laughs> he makes thirty one million a year. He makes thirty one million next year. And he has a contract for thirty one million a year after that. Yeah, I don't feel sorry. For He's doing okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel sorry for someone that chokes and makes thirty one million. Sorry. It's hard to disagree as much yeah. as I like Clayton. It, no, it's, no, I do too. But it's, you know, it's you're notorious. making thirty one million a year, so you know. He's like the Alex Rodriguez. Too bad. So He's sad. like the Alex Rodriguez of pitchers, man. But uh, grow up. So let's get let's get to Patrick Mahomes. I've been, man. I try not to do this, but I, they, it's like they bait me. I, I've been. I listen to a lot of Colin Cowherd. I, I love his show. Um, I, I hear other guys. I see tweets on, on 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 Twitter about you know what other guys are saying, and and there was something that Colin Cowherd in particular said today, and I'm going to pull it up. Um, he said earlier today that that Deshaun, and this has been something I've heard yeah. before from even like Eric Mangini, that Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson was Patrick Mahomes before, before Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I looked it up, and in the first 22 starts of, pa- of Deshaun Watson's career, 66 completions percentage, 5,630 yards, 45 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, 101 rating. That's incredible. Only Patrick Mahomes in his first two 22 games, 66 completion percentage, 7,212 yeah. yards, 61 touchdowns, 13 interceptions with a 112 rating. So where is touchdowns? Like what, 19 touchdowns in his first like seven, eight games? And I get that. Right? Yeah, Sean's a baller. He, I don't I don't want this conversation. I don't want – like when they started trying to compare Lamar Jackson to, to Patrick Mahomes, the, these guys are ballers. They're badasses. They're really, really good at football. But like Mark Schlereth said, I think today, I think you even yeah. talked about on your show, was that – Patrick Mahomes is almost ruining the sport, the, the quarterback position because everyone's getting compared to him, and it's just not fair. So I feel like this narrative now nationally is, well, we got to find somebody. you got to put somebody there. Oh, who's he playing this week? Okay, let's make a narrative about that guy he now. He needs a nemesis. He needs, he needs his rival. That's why he's in Calabria. 
getting drafted where he was in Kingsbury yeah. having a job. Everyone else, yeah. college systems. It right? just to me, it just it, I don't know how you feel about this, Bink, but I, I feel like this is just something that they're trying to find because Patrick Mahomes is so great, and I don't think we've ever seen anything like him. And so they're trying to find a way to make sense of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, they you? won that. Uh, they won that Brady meeting again. Is what they're won. Yeah. Build somebody up. I mean, everybody builds people up to tear them down. I mean, that's the number one thing people do. They like to build somebody up. They like to tear them down. I think Watson makes the most sense of all the ones that we've been trying to create. Well, because he's the most talented of the right. comparisons. The point, though, he's is got a, he's got a wrong coach, though. He's got the that's a, that's that's he the gets biggest thing. Right, coach, yeah. he gets a better offensive line. He, Absolutely. That's put him behind it. Put him behind that Colts line. But I think it's I think it's so premature to put these other guys in the league right now. Let's say let's say we put we put. Mahomes is the Brady of the situation, and you're looking for the Peyton Manning, right? Or vice versa, it doesn't matter. I don't feel like any of these other young quarterbacks have done enough in their career to be in that echelon yet. Like Patrick Mahomes has done something that only two other quarterbacks have ever done. So, of course, he can be in that comparison. These other guys, they've had good careers, but Deshaun Watson's season high of touchdowns in a season is 26. That's literally half of what Patty did last season. So, it's it, to me, I, I and I know you probably agree, I just think that it's so ridiculous and they're so desperate for that rivalry, but I don't see that rivalry anytime soon for Patrick because he's just that much better than the competition. It, it doesn't exist. You, know, you had a skull 32. GMs take a quarterback. They're all taking Patrick. Absolutely, yep. absolutely, hundred percent. And it just, I, I guess, it just frustrates me because I think even Bill O'Brien would take Patrick. <laughs> the conversation. The, yeah. What I'm saying is, I think the conversation should be geared more towards, wow, we are witnessing this as opposed to let's try to pair something to it. Because since Lamar Jackson got compared to to Patrick, he came into that game with seven touchdowns, zero interceptions. Since then, I think he has four touchdowns and five interceptions. He's passing his stats against some trash teams. To come That's in my point, run. though, yeah. is that when you put run. that pressure, you put that you put a Patrick Mahomes type pressure on yeah. someone not named Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Right. That's not fair. You, you know can't the, do it. You know when he was at Texas Tech, they had the 128th ranked scoring defense like, out of 128 teams, as well as 128 D1 teams. I went back and looked at his the max preps, his high school, <laughs> his junior and senior year. <laughs> he throws 50. They score 50. He threw for over 400 yards. They lost. His senior year, they scored over 60. He throws 619 yards, runs for 45. They lost. I didn't pay this guy some money, B. We, we <laughs> called it, bro. We, called it, called it. <laughs> we said, we knew you were going to bring up White House. You White thought, House. I, you I haven't gotten to White House. I haven't found the penis yet. Who's <laughs> <laughs> never had defense? He never has. I mean, high school, yep. college, pro, get the guy defense. Get oh him a defense, gosh. damn it. Like, yep. what can he do with a defense? Oh. He outplayed Baker Mayfield in that oh. game in the, against the Sooners through seven touchdowns. Seven hundred yards. Right. Yeah, I mean loses. He loses. I mean, like we, I talk about it all the time. I always bring it up to, to Eddie when we talk. Even in a win, like against the Steelers, week two of last year, has six touchdowns and wins by five. Yeah. Like when do you see quarterbacks throw six touchdowns, win by five, and then throw six touchdowns against the Rams and loses? That just yeah. doesn't happen. That came the year where he's like 40 touchdowns, and we have yeah. a defense that. He didn't have to do everything. Well, like 15, and we're fifteen and one. There's yeah. always stuff, you know. Just yeah. come out and be accurate and get the ball done, and, and we're Pete Manning style or whatever. Get the job done and let him go ham in the playoffs. Have to go nuts every week. Yeah. Is is Patrick Mahomes right now your your MVP? Do you think he's right now leading for MVP? Or do you I think, think it's so? I mean, I mean, I, I mean, it does change throughout the year, but at this point, I, I would just. I mean, the guy's not held under three hundred. Right, the guy's just gonna keep doing it. Even that game in Detroit, everybody's like, "Well, it's a they, bad game." This is the play calling. I mean, they, yeah. they decided to run the ball, which they should have near the goal line, but he could have easily thrown a couple touchdowns oh, yeah, there. Yeah. And he had one seventy-two yarder called back. He would have been over five hundred yards against the Raiders. Well, Sammy holding on to the goddamn ball, back and back. Yeah, I mean, his numbers are ridiculous. 
Yeah. yeah, he's on pace. Pat, Pat's on pace for over 5,800 yards and right over 36 touchdowns. Well, he hasn't had a big blow up, like a really bad, like he's had that blow up quarter yeah. against the Raiders, but he hasn't had like you, one of those big blow up. You take his left tackle out, you take Tyreek Hill out, you take Sammy right. Watkins yeah. out. And he's, and he's still, still on he's still on pace for almost six thousand passing this. yards. Well again could be this week, boys. <laughs> That's still an MVP. If he's not an MVP, I don't know. That's I mean, still I, an MVP. I love right. Russell Wilson and I love what he's been doing. Yeah. You put Matt Moore in and see what they do. <laughs> right, exactly. So yeah, Russell Wilson's definitely up there. Christian McCaffrey's up there. No question. So you're expecting the Chiefs win this week? Yes. Okay. And 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 going forward, you you have full confidence that this team's gonna turn it around. As far as defensively, do you see any changes going on defensively? Do you see them bringing anybody in? Like how do you see this playing I, I still think Jalen Ramsey remains a big possibility. I mean some of the guys are gonna be trying, like Artie Burns maybe the corner in Pittsburgh. But there's some it, weird it, stuff going on over Yeah there. it's 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 mainly runners and corners. I mean that linebacker doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um Jalen Ramsey I think still becomes a possibility because I think the price will go down, and I think the price has gone down. But New England's not done, and you know they lose Antonio Brown. Hey, the Chiefs are cooling off on Ramsey. They all of a sudden bring Ramsey. Oh boy! You know and that changes the game. I mean, that's that's a chess match right there. I hate to keep losing the picks, um, the first round picks, but he's not out of the equation because I don't think New England's done. Well, and and to that and New point, England might wait. To, th- to that point about Jalen Ramsey, I 100% agree with you because everything I was told, the Chiefs did offer two first-round picks for J- for yeah. Jalen Ramsey. It's Shad Khan who's stepping in, and I hate it. Yeah. I hate it when owners step in. Yeah. You you hire general managers, you hire VPs, you hire coaches to run your – I get it. My him. point is you're going to lose him anyway. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to play. He doesn't yeah. want to play He's with you. You're going to lose him for nothing next year. Going yeah. into this season. He's having kids just to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> He took the advice of Philip Rivers, you know. Like, no, but no, think about it. Jalen Ramsey, I think this is what his fourth season. He's yeah. fourth season, right? Can we confirm that, Evan? Okay, thank you. Fourth season, never missed a game going into the season. Now, all of a sudden, when he asks to trade, he's got back uh, issues and yeah. oh, my leg, yeah. and oh, I got he's another sick. kid. He's got the baby, you know? now it's back. Yeah, bullshit. Right. He doesn't want to play with the Jaguars, so trade his ass. Yeah. I, I, I know, and I said this on our earlier episodes. If Gardner Minshew wasn't Gardner Minshew, I think Jalen Ramsey's already traded because yeah. the Jaguars wouldn't be in a situation where they can make no. the playoffs. Yeah. So I get the, I get the idea of wanting to hold on to him. The point though is, is he doesn't want to be there. So trade him because he's not going to stay with you. You can offer him the max contract. You can offer him the big money. It's not about the money. Jalen Ramsey has said it several times on his podcast that at the end of the day, it's about happiness and winning. I believe I think him. the Jags are caught up in the Gardner Minshew mania. They've won a couple games. I mean, I'm at that. He's good. He looks He's good. a good they player. They the division, and they think, you know, it's yeah. winnable. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So that's why I don't blame like the owner from that one. Yeah. I mean, I, I they're looking at themselves having a chance. But I agree with you. I do think the price you is going to come down. You think more rushing yards per game, though? Mm. Jags now. Yeah. 5.5 per. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Because that defense played so solidly last year, even though they sucked. They still were top five. Yeah. It is weird to see that happen. I mean, I, I kinda, it's kind of yeah. hard to process, actually, you think about because teams have reputations, and like the Ravens, they're struggling defensively. You, you don't think that they would struggle. Oil, yeah. What's that? You said Minshew some beard oil. Oh, you – I mean, <laughs> I, I mustache wax in the mail, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. he needs to get that thing taken yeah, care yeah. of. But, I mean, like I said, I, I just think that – I agree with you. I've been saying that, and, and, say, and, I'm, and I'm getting a little tired talking about it because I just feel like we're just kind of spinning our tires right now because it really just comes down to the Jaguars saying yes. Yeah. Because the Chiefs have been – them and the Eagles have been the two most aggressive teams for him. I know the Ravens have been interested. Probably 25 other teams are interested in Jalen Ramsey. Who wouldn't be? But you're right. The Chiefs cannot rest on their laurels and expect that the Patriots aren't going to make another move because they absolutely Unless are. Patrick Peterson comes back in the play. Well, this is who scares me. Which but is, he's missed a lot of times. This is who scares me for the Patriots. It's Stephen Diggs. 
I think that he absolutely could be yeah. traded to the Patriots because he is not happy. If the Vikings lose a couple more games, yeah. I could very well see that happening where they're getting trying to get yeah. trade assets for they're him. Like, and they, they had a good week, but they're crumbling. They're all yelling at each other. I'm with you. I am with you, though. I think the Dealing Patriots, the whole reason why the Patriots made the move for AB about, was because of the Chiefs, yeah, because they, they know back. that they have to try to trade yeah. blows with these guys. Boy, that backfired on them, I knew he did up there too. Yeah. I knew he was going to England. I was telling you, I was like, he'll be a Patriot. I didn't see it initially, but once it happened, I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work out. Steelers I told you that. They him and they yeah. found a way to get him. And I they had the so love pissed. it. The minute they signed him, yeah. they had the love it. Oh, yeah. And was, they probably cracking back. Some the, the Steelers were so sure of getting rid of. Oh. They, 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 they were willing to pay a $21 million cap hit just to have Let him off the Patriots are probably Oakland. feet kicked up, cigars. Well, we got AB. And supposedly AB is supposed to get that $9 million from the Patriots, too. Yeah. We'll see if that happens. We'll see if it happens, but it sounds like he's got a legit grievance against that. How's he doing Central Michigan? It's still. Did you see the did you see his tweet about how he wants to to practice at every high school in America? Huh? And Mark Schleyer has broken down. He's like, you would have to t- spend like the next three hundred and some years of your life just Dude, to get so, to every high so school. It's strange, man. It's, it's entertaining, man. It really so is. Too, and I'm glad yeah. it happened to the Patriots. I'll be honest, man, because that's so like good. that's that perfect distraction. Oh. You know what I mean? I love it so much, man. You know, I have one of those shut uh, helmets, too. It was just the year before, right? <laughs> I was going to offer it up to Twitter. How much money are you going to pay me? Yeah, give me a I even called a few high schools. I said, you got one of these things? You know, I could raise some money for your school. You yeah. know, sell it to Antonio. Let's go. There you go. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it right there. Our favorite segment of the night, as always. In our previous 32 episodes, now number 33. You got something, Jay? No, hold the L. Oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> like, I thought you were like, hey, bro, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Yes, that is correct. Oh, hook em, hook em L's. As yeah, Mr. Beacon just, just said, what is the episode or what is the segment called, boys? Hold, hold this L. Hold this L. My bad. <laughs> it's time to hold this L. I want you to do me a favor and hold this L. Somebody's got to hold that L. <laughs> I'm talking like caps lock L L L L L L L L Cool J stuff. Hold that L. Good God, man! Hold this gigantic, veiny, pulsating L. Man, you are one pathetic loser. You ignorant bastard. Hold this L. Hold This L, brought to you by KC Beard Company. Since 2014, Kansas City Beard Company has been providing you with skin and beard care products handcrafted with 100% organic ingredients. Visit them at kcbeardco.com and social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KC Beard Co. All right, here we go. Starting with our guy, Mr. Yo-Yo-Yo himself, Eddie Ortiz. Take the floor. Who is holding the L? For me, who's holding the L is going to be Richard Sherman. Good one. <laughs> did, Good one. Did you guys connect? Yeah, yeah the same yeah. one as me. Good one. Oh, it happened. I told you it was going to happen. I'll collab with you on this yeah. one. Right, uh, See yours in Spanish, Eddie. <laughs> you're going to come on uh, national TV and say that uh, Baker Mayfield uh, disrespected you and uh, did not want to give you a handshake before the game. And then, you know, what do you know? About an hour, two hours later, a fucking video surfaced online of Baker Mayfield shaking hands with none other than Richard Sherman. All of them. They're all complaining about it. Yeah. Kittle. And he, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't know what else can you say about that. Supposedly, Richard Sherman said that he did it to 
he he made it up supposedly to hype up the team to give them an edge. And then it was that he didn't do it the second time, or right? Whatever, that he ran, he didn't run. Yeah, it's just like I'm surprised Mayfield didn't just tweet out that video too. Right? <laughs> oh, Mayfield, he, he took the high ground. I was shocked. Mayfield's kind I was of shocked kind about of that. Digging that himself Mayfield likes digging in the dirt a little bit. You know? I kind of feel like Baker was like, look. He made himself look like an ass. I don't have to say anything. Yeah, he did it all himself. Yeah. All he said is, I know what I did. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he shut his mouth that way. He's so deep in a grave yeah, right now. That I mean, was Baker's growing up right in front of us. Yeah, Baker's getting shit on left and right right now, though, because he's so arrogant for no reason right now. So but this, this, this was a good, this was a win for him. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Oh, a win for him. Absolutely. That's why the L's going to Richard Sherman. Shit, he looks yeah. like a dumbass. Dick Sherman literally just handed that to him. I, mean, I love Richard Sherman. <laughs> I love, I've always loved the guy, but yeah, that's, that was strange well, I don't to know, say why the least. Like, why? He knows there's cameras everywhere. Right. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter every like went off on the rampage thing. after he said I think, that. I think it's because Baker is one of those guys that just rubs people the wrong way. Oh, absolutely. So naturally, they want that smoke with him. Like, they want to have an issue with him and cause some issues. Yeah, he's 10 people without Jesus. Richard Sherman is such a good trash talker. Well done. Richard Sherman is such a good trash talker. You would have thought he would have came up with something better than that because cameras tell everything. Exactly. You would have thought, like – Dude, we're going to see it eventually because once you make the accusation, everyone's like, oh, let's see the video. Let's find the video. Kind of stole the thunder from Bosa, do other things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, that was yeah. funny. Yeah, let him have his moment, moment, man. Time, too. Kind of like, took it away from Bosa's yeah. flag down. You know? <laughs> that, that was a great moment. I, I definitely yeah. enjoyed that. But all right, well, Baker Mayfield, go ahead. Or I'm sorry, Richard, Richard Sherman, Sherman, Dick Sherman, go ahead and hold this out. I have Baker Mayfield, too. Might as well. Might as well. Yeah, let's throw him in there. Fuck it. Mr. Binkley, who got? My hold this hill is Carlos Hyde. Former running back of the Kansas oh, yeah. City Chiefs, who uh, claimed that he didn't hear from Andy Reid or Brett Veach. He heard from Mystery Man. Um, he's, he goes, you know what? It's getting real personal now. Neither one of them, Reid or Veach, called me. Somebody I've never spoke to called me. It was like we just traded you to the Texans. I thought it was a joke. I didn't know who called me. I didn't know who this guy was. Still didn't know him. Would you at least ask who you are? <laughs> do you take a call and say you've been traded, or do you say, who you who are you? Who the fuck are you? Then call the GM, call Beach, I'm sure he had his number, call Beach and Reed and said, is this true? Was I traded or not? What just happened? He's using this for motivation. And I think Andy Reid had nothing but good things to say about Carlos Hyde. Maybe he should have kept him. Who knows if he's going to go off this week or not. I mean, they do average 120 yards rushing, but come on. This is a business, man. Andy Reid and Brett Beach don't have to call you, but – at least know who's on the other line. Hell, you could call me, Lance. And then I get, hey, Jay, you've been, you've been fired. I'd be like, okay, but I'd ask who you were. I would ask who you were. I might have to do that now. Hey, Jay, you've been fired, bro. Who the fuck is this? Yeah. Lance, I have your number, jackass. Pack up your cubicle. Hey, I wonder, here's my question. Here's a theory. I wonder if Richard Sherman told Carlos Hyde to say that. You know, you, you know, like, hey, man, I'm taking L's this week. You might as well join me. You know what I mean? Like, lie about some shit. And he finishes up with, I never spoke to that called me and told me that I got traded to the Texans. So, yeah, I'm more amped up for this game. Who <laughs> called him? Did you call him? Did you trade him? I guess this mystery man. I did call a Texas number, but what I do you I want to know? I was trying to pay a bill. It's who traded me? Maybe, maybe I actually called right. Carlos Hyde. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to trade some stocks here. I you're, got traded. You're fired. You're fired. So the Chiefs saw that he got traded on TV. Like, oh, I guess we can trade him. We're going to cut him anyway. So <laughs> I'm it's all over Twitter. Me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so Carlos Hyde, go ahead and do my bike Binkley a favor and hold oh, this Trevor, you want a redemption and find something else, or are you good? Uh, nah, nah, that was, was it? Was Dick Sherman it is. Dick yeah, Sherman yeah. it is. Okay. All right. So Here we go. The NFL is infamous for a lot of things that just 
I think pissed a lot of us off. Whether it was remember the we don't know what a catch is, you know they there were so many things that were going on that just pissed me off growing up about the NFL. They don't make sense. They do things that are so ass backwards, and then 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 they'll come out and they'll say, you know what, we're doing things right this time. Except they don't. They just let us know that the Saints have been one of those teams over the last couple of years that feel like they're just done so wrong by the NFL. And so the NFL said, you know what, we'll do you right, and now you can review pass interference calls. <laughs> but do we really review pass interference calls? No. Because, Beakley, you know football much better than all three of us combined right here at the table. And I don't know about you, but every time I've seen a, a, an NFL coach challenge the pass interference. Don't do it. They're one for 20 in the last three One games. for 20. And T.Y. Hilton got totally hosed. Sorry, I was yeah. going for the Chiefs in that game, but T.Y. Hilton was hosed. That was a terrible call. Yeah, that was a yeah, horrible. Was and they even challenged it. They didn't do anything. And they challenged it. No, he didn't do anything. And they still lost the challenge. They said the call stands. Yeah, no, Tyron Matthew was the one that fucking <laughs> the fucking finished. You would have gone irate oh had they asked I almost did as a Chiefs fan for oh. them. Like, dude. I mean, then you watch the Giants and Patriots game. Golden Tate is literally they, – they, he didn't take him to dinner yeah. first. He was all over for 20 in the last three games. And, and they challenge it, and they still oh. don't give him the pass interference. Like, it is so absurd. So so for me, I know this is kind of a weird L. I want to give my L to any coach from here on out <laughs> that decides to challenge the pass interference call, whether it's a non-call or an actual call that Just you want reversed. It. it is not happening. The NFL is basically telling you, yeah, you know, we sprinkled this little trust in front of you, but basically, fuck you. Don't <laughs> yeah. even try to challenge it because we're not going to give up our integrity. Our guys see. called the pass interference. Our guy didn't call the pass interference. You're not getting it changed. They just did that for PR because the Saints kept bitching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I wrong? A, do no. Things, do you think it's a pride thing on the refs? Absolutely it is. It's an it's, NFL it's, thing. It's a yeah. big spot foul too, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's huge. It's like a point. turnover. That's a big <laughs> play, man. And, and knowing the NFL oh. – but, but here's the thing, B. Knowing the NFL – we're gonna see a play in the in the playoffs that does get reversed, that does benefit. Oh, the game matters. Oh, absolutely, yeah. it's gonna happen. You know, it's gonna happen, and it's gonna be in a pivotal moment of a playoff game, and someone loses because it gets reversed. I guarantee it. Do I know? Maybe laugh. I was like, "Is this football?" And I, he, 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 <laughs> he was hit. He, he was hit. <laughs> Yeah. It was insane. <laughs> that was funny. They kept showing the replay. They were like, where, where is, is the, where is the foul? Is it on the other side of yeah, the field? Yeah. But, yeah. but more than the foul being called, it's the fact they went and reviewed it and still, still said, nope, calls yeah, it. Chiefs fans fans. were good with it. But Hell that was, yeah. Man, that was Tyreek Hill getting called. We'd have gone. We'd have gone. Oh, crazy. Yeah. oh man. man. It was a horrible call. Dude, we'd, be, horrible we'd be old that hell right now. Like, I, 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 would pay, I would pay money to hear that conversation with New York. I would love to know what they said in that conversation about. No, just pretend we're talking. Man, they had yakky sax playing in the background. That's what it was. Chiefs got to win. You got to let the Chiefs win. So all coaches that decide foolishly to go with the one in twenty ratio of calls against pass interference or non-calls of pass interference, go ahead and do me a favor and hold this future. L. L. You fucking threw the future word in there, so it kind of threw me off. Go ahead and hold that some bitch, because it's not going to happen, guys. I'm just, I'm just trying to save you. I agree. I think we need to do that. What size do you wear? 
says you were. Oh, 3X. Bro. Let's do it. All right, I got you. I got you. I got you saved right now. We're talking hold this. So what happened to the little props that you had at one point? Yeah. You know when you come up with a bad idea? Yeah, second, you know when you second episode, mini t-shirts. You guys need that's my favorite second. This is I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and hold an L now because now you brought that up, Eddie. I actually <laughs> went to Hobby Lobby and bought wooden L's for our show for our show, and we were gonna hold them while talking. And I realized, oh shit, we do a show where no one can see us. So so Lance can go ahead and hold an L. Hold the L, Lance. Jesus Christ! Wow. So, Miss, Miss, money on this? I'm not answering his own money. How much does else cost you, bro? I know you guys can't see us, but all these this L cost me 27 bucks, man. And he went out of his way to spray paint him. No, and he spray painted him. And I ended up spray painting him sparkles. I thought it was black. I thought it was like a flat black. It was straight sparkle. Hold that L, man. Hold the shit out of that L. Uh, golly all right well bank man i i really appreciate you coming out tonight Thanks, I, I, I know it was late notice and everything man but it really means a lot you you're always awesome. come, you're always welcome here dude as always Thank guys you. please go listen to my guy at 610 sports radio uh bank at night six to nine or seven to nine depending on what the schedule is throughout the week and then rush the field what time is that again on, eight Thursdays? To nine on thursdays eight to nine on thursdays it's college. college football uh, yep. and that's that's your overall passion i would say is college uh, high, high school, school. yeah Football, man. Are you going to be calling any high school games this year? Not this year because I'm oh. doing Friday nights. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome, man. Well, like I said, follow uh, Jay on uh, uh, Twitter as well as Three Guys in a Garage. Uh, he does incredible work, guys. He knows football, like I said, more than any any of us three combined. So it's always great to have him on here talking football. So in that, for episode 33, for Eddie Ortiz, for Trevor Twiddle, for Jay Beakley, I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beard Co. Studios. The Spoken is out. See you later. Hold you <laughs> We're going to get out of this bitch. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See ya. You are tuned into the spoke. I might actually stick I might actually stick around for a little bit.